With the third year of our big tournament coming up, we wanted to reach out to our fans and former guests for some kind words about the show. We had our intern put this nice clip together. They made me think my dick was big, but it was actually really, really small. They convinced the old lady at the end of Titanic to throw the necklace to the bottom of the ocean. They just smell really, really bad. The Hoppy Boys? More like stealing toys from innocent children. They smell too good. They fucked my wife. They threw bricks in me pool. They ruined my sex life. Brendan didn't come visit me in Pittsburgh, and he didn't even feel bad about it. They made barbecue for my whole family. I won't stop until you're taken off the air for good. And you can't do anything to stop me. <laughs> I hate the Hoppy Boys. I hate the Hoppy Boys. I freaking hate the Hoppy Boys. I hate the Hoppy Boys. Oh man, I hate the Hoppy Boys. I hate the Hoppy Boys. I really hate the Hoppy Boys, but oh, do I love Yoko. I hate the Hoppy Boys. Here's Hoppy. <laughs> Listen to our third annual Malt Madness tournament all month long with new episodes released every Thursday for all of March. Your good pal Maddie Fresh will be in the best two episodes. Previously on Lonely Boys. The two of you here together. Please tell me there's an explanation that doesn't involve the apocalypse. We come in peace and with a purpose. Something's going on in Lily's medication. I need your mind game Mr. Mastery to figure out oh mastery. Let me do something else I do. <laughs> to figure out what. Who are you? House? Love that show. I'm sure Dr. Vander Woodson knows what he's doing. It's not Vander Woodson. It's a psychiatrist. I have an address. I think it's Lucas. <laughs> it's weird, right? Lily does not seem like she's in therapy. And you so should be. But as much as I admire the attempt to lure me back with subversive sleuthing, and appreciative as I am for you help for your help with Columbia, the answer is no. And it's never Lupus, Chuck. You would know that if you ever watched the show. <laughs> Blair. I need to find out why someone would want Lily getting better. A heartfelt plea as well, and much more effective than a fatwa. But you obviously already know that I have a date today, and nothing you can dangle will make me miss it. And next time, don't bring that stupid bitch Jenny Humphrey. Oh. <laughs> even, if I, even if I dangle this. <laughs> hey up, Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys. And I am here to break down Season 3, Episode 22 of Gossip Girl, the Season 3 finale, Last Tango, then Paris, but I am not here by myself. I told him if he wasn't here by 7.01, he would lose me forever. It's Brendan Ruppel. Hello, I am your co-host, of course, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, dear Lahota Cream Nation. I'm recording live as always from the Creamatorium. I am your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. What else am I? I'm the... I'm the uh, the cream officer reporting for duty. <laughs> I think Brian called you Doctor Officer yesterday. Doctor <laughs> Officer Cream. Yeah, he was a little off his rocker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Brian was going crazy that. at that point. <laughs> yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. This is now me and Brendan's fourth consecutive day podcasting. So if it's a little loopy, uh, you'll you'll know why. Uh, yeah, but um, I, I did show up extra early today because I was worried about losing you forever. Well, yeah, I told you much much like uh, Chuck says. If if uh, you don't show up by seven oh one, I'm done forever. And I'm very I'm very serious when it comes to punctuality. Oh, I know you are. Uh, our, our guest today did show up at seven on the dot. Yes, he yes he did. He was very on time, very yes. punctual, Brendan. And speaking of our guest, not to not to cut you off, but let, let's get you to it. We don't want to go on for too long because this. I'm sorry, what? 
you didn't cut me off. You just, you, <laughs> you just, well, you you just, just continued to cover it. I know. I cut you off to tell you you, you didn't <laughs> cut me off. Okay, let's bring in our guests because if if ever where there was a podcast where we wanted to keep this under two hours, this would be it. And uh, this is Brendan. We I don't know if you can believe it. We've had a string of seven straight first time guests that we're breaking today. Wow. Because it's, it's not it a first-time like guest. It just feel like that. They were all like, kind of yeah, iffy. They were all, yeah, you, you could tell they were all rookies. <laughs> they didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. Now we have a true a true veteran of the craft. It, it's someone who I, I told him back in the beginning of the season that he would likely be the first three-timer to ever be on this podcast. That ended up not happening. So I said, you know what? You'll probably be the first four-timer on the podcast. And I am finally making true to my promise. For the first time ever, we have someone on the podcast for their fourth time. You know him. You love him. He's back again. Matt Ligori, welcome back to The Lonely wow. Boys. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I don't know if people know him and love him. They may, you know, have uh, something against me because I am solely responsible for probably, you know, deep down some of these episodes not being as long as people want them to be. This is the official <laughs> runners podcast. This is the podcast true. that gets people trained for long, long periods of time <laughs> that they need to have something to listen to. Um, there are probably people that want the three hour version of this. And if that's on me, no, then I don't that's want on that. Me. I don't want that. <laughs> that's for the that's for the patrons. We we uh, we put all the deleted scenes behind the paywall. That's when I just I'm log also, off after two hours and let you just keep talking by yourself. And I do. I'm also required to uh, just jump in with you. We're talking about four days in a row. Okay, rookies. Um, no, I know. I think that 20, was, all right. I knew you were going to say Check out my 2020 uh, recording <laughs> schedule. I have a, a graphic of it uh, somewhere on the internet. You can check that out. But I'm, I'm happy for you guys. How many people have clicked on that? That graphic? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, four in a row is a lot. I wanted to do five in a row. I asked Brendan if he wanted to do the season recap tomorrow, and he said, let's get four in a row is fine. I don't want to do five. So, I mean, so, we, someone's got to put these babies out. Oh, okay. how long does editing take? Do you even do any editing, or you just slap a theme song on and say, upload for the for, I don't know. <laughs> for the patreon that's exactly what i do as someone who's caught an editing mistake before i can confirm yeah. brendan does no editing i was going through our uh, our facebook group chat for the last time we podcasted together and the last thing we were talking about was how uh i was listening to the podcast and the editing at the end was terrible that was a bad day that was a long it. time ago though <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, baby. it was it was the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's, it's on a, for the second time this season. It takes me; sh- it's shorter than it should be, but it's more, it's longer than the length of the podcast. And let me also be clear, Gagan, that you can go on as long as you want to in this podcast, but when the two hour mark hits, I'm out. <laughs> oh, I was going to wow, ask. You okay. don't have a hard you don't have a hard out or anything tonight, right? We can go all night. <laughs> At the he two makes hour mark, a hard out. the Discord call <laughs> will self destruct. <laughs> All right. Well, we've, okay. we've got a, we've got a lot to get through. This is a jam packed episode. Uh, Liguri, how much Gossip Girl have you been watching since the last time we chatted about Gossip Girl on the Lonely Boys podcast? Well, <laughs> I have watched uh, the past two episodes leading up to this one just to get back in because at the time that you reminded me that this episode was coming up, uh, it was episode 20 uh, that the recap of that was coming out. So I watched that one and then the next one and then this one, but I haven't been able to listen to last week's probably amazing recap. So I wow. don't know any jokes that we're coming into this with. So I hope you guys like fill me in. But yeah. Yeah. All the inside jokes we have from last week. Um, Brendan, uh, what, what, what are they? Recite them now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we have uncovered oh, okay. any great inside jokes last week. I don't know if anything. It's good enough to like translate to those, the future. Episodes. Those first time guests, they're just not as. Uh, no, they really, yeah, they don't. They don't really bottom. We're scraping right, the bottom point, of the barrel. Point. We had a good streak oh, for, come on, for a be, bit. Be, 
nice. <laughs> nice I don't even know who it was. Guest, that was rude. Oh my god! Be well, nice you know, to Beth. I'm, I'm the resident Mitch of the pot. I have to shit talk our guests that are in our A-listers. <laughs> that's just, that's true. I, hopefully, she does not listen to her episode, or or at the very least, uh, you they could, know I'm you joking. Could, you could send her a version where this part is edited out. Yeah, I'm not. Joking. Nope, no editing. I'm well, not. I mean, so we can keep this under two hours. We should probably just get into the episode. Sure. Let's um, get to the end of the episode. Yeah, let's let's go to the, let's go to the end and then just fill in the blanks. As <laughs> um, this this uh, this little recap that I found on Wikipedia is very long, so I'm I'm also just not going to read that. But uh, absent from this episode again is Jessica Zor as Vanessa Abrams. This is she missed the last two episodes of the season. This is great. She's in Haiti. It, there's a the point where I thought season. she was going to walk in at the very end and it was somebody else. <laughs> I also thought that was going to happen, <laughs> and I even thought that having read. Vanessa is absent from right. this episode on Wikipedia. <laughs> this is the first season finale not to feature Vanessa, and I am thankful for that. I'm sure, Brendan, you are also thankful for that. But, yeah. Gregory, as, as a Vanessa stan and as one of the only people to ever give Vanessa an MVP, you must have been uh, devastated. Wait, so this is one of the only? Uh, I don't know. Has... I, know you, I know you were the first. I'd have to look at the uh, stats think... to see if anyone has given her one since then. Mm. I do recall, I want to say Sam maybe uh, jumping in and saying like they wanted to give Vanessa one, but since I already had in the timeline of this podcast that somebody maybe mm. didn't do it, I don't remember. Um, the question was, am I sad that she's not here? Uh, well, I haven't gotten a Jenny episode yet, so I've been yeah. gearing up for this th- for a there's, while. There's really no and... room for her, if she, even if she wanted to be here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, that was the, that was the big thing. Last time you were on, you were lamenting the fact that you hadn't gotten a good Jenny episode yet, even though you are the one that that uh, picks the episodes you come on for. So you did rectify that by by picking uh, perhaps the the biggest Jenny episode there is in this one. You know what? That's that's what we're doing. Um, I also don't know if I had gotten an Eric. I don't know if Eric had been in episodes that I had been on for. So um, even if that he had, uh, very happy to see him again here. So oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Need my fill of Jenny and Eric. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, yeah. Brendan, it is your time to shine. Oh, famously, famously, you were doing so well, and you just uh, needed to get one of the last three episodes to get uh, to clinch over 500. Then you missed the title two weeks ago. You missed it again last week. This is your time. Can you finish over 500, or will this be a colossal collapse on your part? The uh, episode title is Last Tango, Then Paris. Do you know what this is referencing? You know, I, I haven't slept very well this week, <laughs> and I think this is why, because I know this will be a classic, a, C, a triple C is a classic colossal collapse. Man, you you couldn't write you couldn't write a better ending to this season. <laughs> People are so, on bated breath, wondering what you're gonna say. Um, so let, last tango, I'm gonna leave that part as is. They okay. go to Paris next episode. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm guessing I'm gonna I'm gonna say change the place out with. Spain? Less tango than Spain? Because there's tangoing there maybe happening? All right. So the title is referencing the 1972 film, Last Tango. You were right to keep that the same. Uh, it's Last Tango in Paris instead uh, of Last Tango then Paris. Brendan, y- you failed. I mean, you still yeah. got 500, you didn't, which is fine. You didn't get over 500, though. Okay. You're 11 for 22 on the season. How do you feel about that? Not great. I mean, even the Baltimore Orioles finished above 500 last year, so... Yeah, and I always say that you're better than the Orioles, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need an Adley Rushman on my team. <laughs> well, 
Wow. All right. Well, okay. Brendan, sorry. That, start, that was a pretty start, <laughs> start training for next season. Yeah, I don't know how. I guess I have to like just study a bunch of random movie titles from the seventies <laughs> and thirties. Read even. just read movie titles and book titles <laughs> on Wikipedia so that you have this wealth of knowledge. Um, original air date. May 17th, 2010. It is the season finale. We are starting back at Grand Central Station, a Gossip Girl landmark. And who do we see roaming around? None other than Georgina Sparks, <laughs> who is back for her once a season tradition of fucking up everyone's lives. Uh, she was already here in season three, technically, but it was the beginning of season three as like a holdover from when she came they back. They wrapped things two. up with her. Yeah. And usually the, the break. Uh, they break the in-case-of-emergency Georgina glass when things are getting boring, <laughs> but things definitely have not been boring here recently, and Georgina just was very out of place this whole episode. It was so fun. And my, I, reg- I laughed immediately once I saw her at the start of the episode. I'm like, here we go. What is she <laughs> Just wandering do? around and in just, that's Central a, for no reason. She was wandering around in the beginning, and her whole plot is just to wander until the very end. <laughs> yes. Just pokes just... her head in here and there. And she doesn't find the person she's looking forward to. Like, why can't she just go right to it? Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> We'll talk about I'll it. We'll talk, talk about, about it. it. Uh, Rufus and Lily are having breakfast in silence. Uh, Rufus is just staring straight ahead like a psychopath, like he does sometimes. Uh, He's got that menacing about... look today. <laughs> he does. It's about Jenny not being here. Lily's going to give him a pep talk and say it's just a teenage girl thing. And once they realize uh, you love them, no matter what they do, you lose all power. Uh, I guess is that true? Once you guys realize that your parents are going to love you no matter what, is is that did they lose all power? Did you just guys start doing whatever you wanted? Hmm. Did your parent? Did our parents ever really have the power? Or mm. I don't think so. my my life was changed once in high school when uh not friend of the pod and not even friend of me in high school but Justin Wittick just a name drop. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah told wow. him, I told him uh, this is definitively a, a Lindeners podcast by the <laughs> yeah, way yeah it I is think so. he, he he asked me what I was doing one week and I said ah not anything I'm grounded and he was like what do you mean and I'm like I'm grounded I can't go anywhere he's like or else what and I was like what do you, what do you mean I'm <laughs> gra- be grounded like, more I'm just I'm not allowed to leave I'm not allowed to leave the house he's like so what happens if you leave the house. I was like, I, I guess my mom will be mad at me. And he's like, okay, so what? And it legitimately changed my life. From that <laughs> moment on, I did not let my mom ground That's me amazing. anymore. Whenever she said I was grounded, I said, okay, fuck you. I'm going out anyway. And I just uh-huh. left the house and nothing ever happened. So thank you, Justin Wittick, for changing <laughs> the rest of my Who high knew? What a, what a fun origin story of badass Matt Gagan in high school. <laughs> it literally, it really did. We, I was we like, knew it had to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, I didn't you're know right. It grounding means. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you're right. Grounding means nothing. I can just leave, a la Jenny Humphrey. Maybe if I was watching Gossip if you're Girl watching the school, show, yeah, you, why you, were you yeah, getting grounded so much? Just you're, He's a I bad mean, kid. You're, you're typical stick. You know, you go up, you you go out, you drink too much. Your mom picks you up, you throw up in her minivan, and then it's Classics. like, okay, now, yeah, you know how it works. I mean, so you were responsible and got a safe ride home, and right. she's mad. That's what I was saying. I, I, you were trying I, to say that, but I don't think it came out the same way. <laughs> no, no, well, I was in that spit, not to already go on a tangent here, but on that particular time, we get home. My mom could tell I was obviously fucked up, and I go to get out of the car to get some like fresh air, make my way inside. She's like, "No, you stay here." So she makes me stay in the car, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I I, I got to throw up," and so I wasn't allowed to leave the car. So uh, I just threw up in the car, and then that was a whole. That's thing. fair. That seems like her fault. I would have thrown out outside if you let me leave the car. Right. <laughs> Um, anyway, so parents never really have control, yeah, I, I would say. No, I mean, <laughs> That's the moral can, of the story. You can do your best to, you know, uh, to try to have that control, but at the end of the day, like, your kid's going to throw up in your car and there's nothing you can do about right. it. So There's always going to be that yeah. Justin Wittick that, tell, that tells them that it's my, okay to... My parents okay just never rebel. watched me. They didn't, know, they didn't really know what I was doing. And I was yeah, a good you boy. really. They closed their eyes every time you came in for like dinner. <laughs> Pretty much. You, <laughs> you, you really lived. A... Brandon, <laughs> you really are you lived... here? <laughs> <laughs> you really lived like a, a Blair Waldorf lifestyle where your parents don't even know what you're doing ever. 
No. And I, I, I only found out when I would I decided to tell them just because I felt like they should know. Yeah, I mean, look at you. Well, nice. How responsible of you. Um, yeah. so, Do they know you're getting tell- married? Um, uh, you know what? I have to make a call real, real quick. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll wait, but uh, you have very little time. Okay, continue. All right, Brendan's back. He broke the news. Everyone's very, very <laughs> happy. <laughs> Pop the champagne. Um, so Lily tells Rufus uh, to, to talk to her and ask if uh, she, she asks if she's in a room, but Rufus says no, she's at the loft, or at least uh, he thinks she is. Little does he know she went straight to Nate's place uh, after he forbid her uh, to leave the loft. And so... Lily knows that grounding won't work, but Rufus doesn't know what will, other than sending her away, which Lily thinks is a mistake, and I obviously agree with her, but uh, that's what's going to happen by the end of the episode. Lily, I mean, uh, Jenny is going to get sent away, banished to Hudson with to live with Allison. Oof, that's... <laughs> Jenny's going to bang all the neighbor's kids. <laughs> a fate worse than death, worse than death, yeah, live, having to live with Allison. Like mother, like son, or daughter, whatever she is. Right, and so... <laughs> Lily doesn't want to separate Jenny and Eric because they need each other. But then Eric walks in. He's like, oh, don't worry about me. After what I saw yesterday, you can do whatever you want with her. And yeah. er- Eric's breaking my heart here. Eric's lost all tough. interest in having a sister. He says, uh, Jenny said she said so herself. She's not his sister by choice. And uh, he says to send her crazy ass away sooner rather than later so she can't hurt anyone else. Eric is really upset at what Jenny said. He's seething. Week. Yeah. He's hurt. He doesn't mean it. Nah, uh, clearly, yeah. I mean he'll he'll uh, he'll change his mind by the end of the episode. But now, right now, he seems still pissed off at Jenny from last week. Mm-hmm. Or he's just not a Twilight fan, and she's like super obsessed with it lately. Oh yeah, obviously she's charging the pay per view, <laughs> getting <laughs> making sure New Moon is she ready to watch for her. So maybe mm. that that could be it. Um, speaking of Jenny, she wakes up in Nate's room, in Nate's bed, in Nate's shirt, presumably her another one of uh, Serena's favorites. Yeah, yeah. and. She's just kind of been staring at him while he sleeps, patiently waiting for him to wake up, and uh, he finally does, and he's like, oh, shit, Jenny, you're, you're still here. And so Jenny has been there, like, all night. Nate fell asleep while she was monologuing, and he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm here for you, whatever you need, but still don't want you to get the wrong impression. And it, it seems like uh, Nate had to, like, beat it into her head a few times last night, like, m- maybe, like, repeat after me. We are friends. I'm in love with Serena. It's, cause it's amazing Jenny he has this much be... patience with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jenny seems to be, like, reciting it back to him this morning. She's like, I know. We're just friends. You're in love with Serena. I get it. Yeah, reasonably so. I mean, she's really been all over him all season long. Yeah, uh, she has been. And, like, it, it having them set up this potential Jenny and Nate affair for, like, a third of the season, maybe half of the season at this point, yeah. just to take a hard right turn and have Jenny hook up with Chuck instead is kind of genius. <laughs> like, they, they, they were gotcha. kind of setting up the, the Jenny and Chuck thing for a couple of episodes with them getting closer, but I, I'm sure you never saw that coming, where th- th- this would this is where that was going. I, I saw it coming only in that moment, and then right. it went away, and I was when, like, okay, I guess that was when, just a, a fake out. Yes, when he looks at her like the wolf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they, they've really been setting up the Jenny Nate thing, only to have it uh, end up being Jenny and Chuck instead. I, I, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> so, By the way, uh, um, I haven't watched a ton of Gossip Girl, of course, since the last time. You know, uh, count it one, two, three episodes since we've last talked. Um, but I have watched a certain episode of Glee at least two or three times uh, in that time frame where one Chase Crawford was a guest star. Oh, so. Yeah. Now I'm just looking at him in a very different light of, wow, you were on my favorite show at one point in time, and now I'm going to pay more attention to you. Changes everything. Like now, now, now. Okay. now yeah. Nate's your favorite character all of a sudden. No, he's still boring here. Oh, <laughs> um, well, yeah. Yeah, he was back to boring I, but, Nate with like a, a really, just a, such a pouty face all day. I mean, he usually does have a pout, but this was like an extra angry pout today. Yeah. I mean, he had reason to be pouty by like most yeah. of the episode, um, but yeah, he just always looks like he just doesn't have time for 
anyone in his life. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, just uh, every, angry. Everyone, everyone's just an insane person in his life. That's why he's he's fed up with it all. Yeah. And people Already. are like, Jenny, you don't fit in here. Like, no, Nate, Nate doesn't belong here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Jenny asks if uh, Serena's called him. Turns out she's still mad at Nate, so Nate's giving her some time to cool off. And that's when Chuck bursts in through the door like he's Kramer and tells them, good morning, sunshine. <laughs> and that, this did make me laugh. He's got a tray of two drinks for them, sits down on the bed with them, tells them uh, not to worry. He knows nothing happened. He heard Nate snoring at 2 a.m. and saw that, of course, Jenny had purchased New Moon on the pay-per-view bill. Uh, great <laughs> great choice from Jenny here, getting into the Twilight Saga. Yeah, I've never seen better them. films. Oh, There's certainly better films, and I've only seen, actually, the first two Twilights. Now, Brendan, this is the second day in a row we're talking about the Twilight films. I wasn't there for this. This is when I was preparing drinks for you. You were talking oh, yeah, to Brian you didn't about get in, it. Yeah, you didn't get in on that uh, conversation. That, no. was, that was our uh, vamping uh, conversation. Yeah, cutting that shit out. Oh, come on. It was really good. All right, I'll, I'll see. I'll see. You know what? Cut no this edits. out, too, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anytime we mention Twilight, just cut it out. Okay. New rule. Uh, Chuck says that he was hoping he would catch the two of them in the midst of something more than a heart-to-heart. So Chuck is basically telling them, like, he wanted to walk in on them fucking. Is that, is that what he said? I mean, yeah, Which is fair. Brand. Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very fair, I, I guess. It, that, that's what he wanted. He wanted to walk in on them. Uh, I always want to walk in on people doing that, but I don't want to stay. I just want to walk in and be like, ha, gotcha, and see, like, a, qu- a hump or two, and then get out of there. Got you. Oh, or two. <laughs> take yeah. your boy lives up to his name. <laughs> <laughs> take your take your quick pick, send it into Gossip Girl. That's all you want. Yeah, yeah. And so uh Jenny goes to get dressed. Uh Chuck warns Nate to be careful because he and Serena are already on thin ice and, and he is right. Uh why why is Nate letting Jenny sleep in his bed with him when he and Serena know. are already on the rocks? Like what if she like came over to apologize? I guess he knows he really has nothing to lose. and uh, she's she's been the one that's been hiding things and lying for, for the ha- half the season so yeah but he he's in the it. right right now he, he's like right. ruining all of that you don't like, want to lose the high he ground. could yeah he could stay with the high ground if, if he just but he knows keeps... he's not doing anything wrong i mean he shouldn't be having another girl sleeping in his bed i don't know he shouldn't yeah i i that's just my opinion i don't that's i don't think opinion. serena would be happy with that he's a little also stupid. he's lucky also this advice <laughs> yeah also this advice is very ironic coming from chuck knowing what he's going to do by the end of the episode <laughs> well i don't know if he knew that yet well, no, he doesn't know it yet. He, but he just, knew. Just knowing what's going to come. He might have, he might come have had a feeling deep down that, like, well, he, yeah, I mean, he is saying that he wishes he walked in on like a sexual act so he that could jump Jenny in. was a part of. So instead, he creates one himself. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, if if Nate if Nate can't be trusted to do this, then I'm going to have to take matters into my own. Someone's got to do it. Right. <laughs> so uh, Nate asks what Chuck. Do, what does he know about relationships? But. uh you know, Chuck knows an awful lot about how to ruin a relationship at the very least, so Nate should probably listen to him. And Chuck says he's about to go save his relationship and suggests that Nate do, do the same. So they're off to try and save their respective relationships. And in the meantime, Dorota's back, and uh, she can't reach the table with with the tea because of how pregnant she is. And Cyrus is here, Eleanor is here. Uh, they say as soon as Dorota has the baby, they're heading straight back to Paris, and they want to know if Blair, Blair's coming with them, but... Blair has no plans beyond a second date with Cameron this afternoon and staying as far away from as possible from the Empire State Building. So I guess things went well with Cameron if she's if she's having a second date with him. I guess so. I mean, he, he gets about as much screen time this episode as he does last time. Yeah. Like a scene. <laughs> it's surprising he gets a second date because I'm sure he just talked about rugby all night and, and how it's like a real sport. It's a real sport. All right. <laughs> it's, the thing you have to know about rugby is that it's a real sport, first and foremost. I can't believe and, that uh, Chuck still thinks that he has any power in this situation it's what do you so, mean by like it's so insane like, that he thinks that he should be able to have this ultimatum and it, well, it, it just, works it, it does work which it makes me mad at blair a little bit 
Mm-hmm. Well, listen, the heart wants what the heart wants. She has. She can't fight the signs. She keeps. She keeps seeing the Empire State Building in New York City. It How is a tall building. Yeah. She keeps seeing it. It's hard to miss it. Yeah. I know. It's like the most obvious thing there. Of course, she's going to see it. Well. Blair, it seems like she's uh, trying to get Chuck off her mind. She doesn't want to go meet him at 7. Um, and so Dorota definitely knows what's going on because she tells everyone that Blair loves the Empire State Building, even though she doesn't want to. And she should just admit <laughs> it and make all of our lives easier. So <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> she is right. Blair clearly is still in love with Chuck despite mm. everything that happened. So uh, Blair, and then it's also funny when Blair just snaps at Dorota and screams, Blair loves nothing except <laughs> shoes, clothes, and anything Harry Winston. I, I love when Blair snaps and starts screaming, and we're going to get a lot of Blair screaming, lot of screaming in this episode. Oh, some yeah, funny, a lot of some screaming. like sad. How, how oh, do you guys sure. feel about uh, the Empire State Building? So I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> He's waiting for that. <laughs> I've been waiting for um so I'm 28 now um for an opportunity that makes sense to like go to the top cuz like that just sounds like something fun. I think I mm-hmm. must have done it when I was like, you know, elementary, middle school or something. Sure. It must have happened on a field trip at one point or another, but like it, it's just the kind of thing like I've been living in New York my whole life. The city's right there. Why yeah. have I not had an adult memory at the top of the Empire State Building? I I don't either. I well, think I think why... we should all go together. Why would okay. like that's a thing like when you're flying in from like Toledo, you're like, oh, what do we, what do we do? We do the Empire State Building, but but for you know New Yorkers like us, when we're we're, we're bustling about the city all the time, it's it, it's not going to be uh, something that that we make a special stop. I for. mean, but Ted no, but it should have been like one of the stops that we made when we were like 21 and just wandering around the city because we were free from you know being grounded by our parents at that point <laughs> uh-huh. um, and could just do whatever we wanted to do. So we get end up in the city and or maybe I should say like 1920, you can't get into like the bars yet or anything or you shouldn't be in the bars. Right. Yet. Um, yeah, and you're like, oh, let's make could. a day of let's go to the Empire State Building. It didn't happen at that age. It hasn't happened. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe before I'm 30, before we're 30. All right. I mean, okay. We've the clock is I, yeah, ticking, but we, I, we've I got like time. That idea. I, I haven't done a lot of touristy things, maybe because of what Gagan's saying. Um, exactly. I, I, haven't, I haven't done the Statue of Liberty either, but I also don't really want to because she scares the shit out of me. So maybe I'll skip I've, that one. <laughs> I've done the Statue of Liberty. I or that at was least, a little bit more difficult because like, you have to take the little boat there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the boat. I don't know that I've ever been to the top of the Empire State Building. Uh, nor do I really care to, but if we are going to make it, maybe we could uh, record a podcast live from the top of the Empire sure. State Building for for next season. Maybe we could do that, but I, I'm not against it. It's just not something that I, I feel that I need to do. Yeah, it's just something that I always am like, wow, hmm, that's not something I've actually done. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's because we're here. We don't, you know, if I was visiting New York City, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'd try it. I don't know. Unless yeah. someone wants to do uh, an affair to remember with me or whatever uh, they keep referencing about this, uh, whatever Chuck's doing. That I mean, if someone wants to ultimatum me, I'm sure I'll show up. Yeah, I'm also, we're always going to the city for a specific event, too, when we're going there. Like, we, we already have something planned. We don't just show up and like, yeah. hmm, what do I do today? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so uh, Blair's going to go help Dorota with the milk. She tells her that since uh, she's taken such an interest in her and Chuck, she's going to call Dorota into service. She's going to tell uh, Dorota that she's going to have to chaperone her date to make sure she doesn't just like start straying towards the Empire State Building, I guess. <laughs> I feel like Cameron should have questions like, why is your maid chaperoning us today? But uh, It's so funny <laughs> that she's there, this humongous pregnant woman. Uh, and they, they also like are about to go, I don't know if it's at this point yet or if it's next scene or whenever it is, that she's like, want to go for a trip? And he's like, what is this date where we're going on another scheme? <laughs> yeah, Dorota's yes. here. She's so pregnant. 
<laughs> what is going on? And then I like that Dorota tells Blair uh, she defriended Mr. Chuck in Facebook and in life, but uh, this is a romantic <laughs> thing she's he's doing. I, a lot I of tech talk today. You, you notice that? We have Facebook mention. We have a, a yeah, Skype mention. Yeah. That's right. I wish we could have seen the scene where uh, Chuck realizes he got unfriended by the road on Facebook. Probably would, would have been uh, devastating. <laughs> I bet they were in like a poke streak together, too, the two of them. Mm, they were poking each other every day? Oh, yeah. You know about my collective, my my impressive collection of uh, of pokes that I had? It was pretty impressive. I bet Justin Wittick was in there somewhere. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait. Uh, for For those of us who don't know the story, you just had a lot of pokes people were poking yeah I, I mean i i think i poked everyone in my friends list and then when they the people everyone? who poked me back poked me back i just kind of uh kept them so that i had a list of just 300 pokes in my poke purgatory i remember one time i logged on to uh paul's facebook page from city hall and was <laughs> sending out some pokes and people were like what <laughs> what <laughs> it just happened <laughs> that, i mean i would have been terrified i don't know it was, I mean. yeah, like 10, 10 years ago <laughs> I would delete my Facebook right away. (laughs) (laughs) At the the Empire Hotel, Georgina walks in, and I guess Georgina... I I, I don't know. Georgina's just like a red herring until the final two minutes of the episode, I guess. She has nothing to do with anything, but here she is. Uh, Chuck clearly did not invite her because he seems very confused. He's like, is that you? And uh, he's like, I hope you're not here to hurt me because Operation Ditch the Bitch in Belarus was Blair's idea. And, Brendan, do you remember... I I do not. I really (laughs) don't. So... I had to look this up, what he was talking about, because the way they got rid of her at the beginning of season three was Vanya pretended to be a prince from Belarus and invited her to come back to his home country. And I completely forgot that insane setup and how uh, Georgina ends up getting shipped to Belarus, I guess, and now she is finally back from it. It's it's amazing that th- these are the things that they follow up on, like the, the ridiculous things that are happening off screen, they happen to mention again a lot of times. I'm like, why did we don't... And- this Care. was not in this was not in the streaming era, so Chuck just like offhandedly mentions it, and the audience is just supposed to pick up on the fact it's like ridiculous. ah yes, of course that's what he was that referencing thing that, we didn't that see. thing that thing that happened seventeen episodes ago that they vaguely alluded to. Yeah, yeah. Every time that she talks to someone in this episode, I'm wondering if it's going to give us more information as to why she's here and what she wants, and it doesn't. Nope, no, it does not. <laughs> uh, Chuck's not interested in her sob stories. Uh, she. Georgina, because Georgina's like, this isn't like the other times. The Russians don't mess around. And I was thinking, like, I don't remember this at all. What the hell are we getting into with this episode? And then we, I mean, we don't find anything about out anything about Russians. No, no, we don't. We really don't. <laughs> so Chuck basically tells her uh, either I'm leading you out or security is. So get the fuck out of here. So she leaves. Uh, Jenny's at the loft. She sees uh, Serena's fedora on the table and she'd recognize that terrible hat anywhere. She knows yeah. that Serena's here. She's immediately suspicious. She peeks into Dan's room and it looks like Nate wasn't the only person allowing a girl oh, to uh, sleep in his bed. That's not his girlfriend. I mean, what are these two doing? They're, they're not like sharing nah, a blanket bad. or anything, but they, but Dan is practically shirtless. They're like practically spooning. I, in, in the picture, it looks, he, he looks shirtless, and then he gets up he and looks he's, shirtless, wearing, he's yeah. wearing a tank top. I thought he was shirtless at first. Yeah, I thought he was too. Shirtless looks at first. Looks good, though. He looks very, very good. Well, sure. I mean, what no about that? that? Yeah. <laughs> so um, Jenny takes out her phone. She snaps a picture. Great move on her part. E- even if you're not going to use the picture for Gossip Girl, you, you, you always want the ammo just in case. I mean, I guess great move, but just really, sh- really shitty to uh, your brother. Sure, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> what, what, is, what does she have against him? He hasn't been a dick to you. Um, I mean, yeah, listen, she just wants. She to has something. Burn. She's really Joker esque she... in this episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She has something against Serena, and if Dan has to be collateral damage, yeah. then Dan has to be collateral damage. Yeah, that's uh, your brother, girl. Like, yeah, I don't know. it's not too good. far. 
I mean, listen, she's going to pay for her for her mistakes in this episode. I don't think we have to worry about that. But um, I was not I was not shocked when she did this. No. And yeah. also like a, a weird thing to then, you know, probably keep on your phone. Like you don't have that many pictures available to <laughs> store on your little flip phone. Uh, and now you have a picture of your brother, you know, in. Well, OK. Yeah. yeah, she she uh, submits it to Gossip Girl right away, so I'm sure she deleted it pretty soon. Um, we <laughs> we, we can don't check up on her with it. that. We, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have to get Taylor Momsen on the pod and ask if uh-huh. her character deleted the the picture. Uh, so Serena wakes up. Well, Dan's phone rings, so he wakes up first. It's Nate calling, so he ignores it. Then Serena wakes up, and uh, Dan's like, "It's morning," so she freaks out. Um, and they're like talking about last last night, and Dan's like, "Well, don't even finish unless you're going to say it's a mistake." And then he's just like, "Right, right, it was a mistake, right?" And they kind of have, have to keep uh, confirming to each other that it was a mistake. And uh, apparently, they uh, it was it was meaningless. They're both in relationships. They just fell asleep after a bottle of wine and a lot of talking. But then Serena re- uh, Serena reveals and one kiss, and Dan immediately switches into, eh, "I don't know, did that even happen? I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't remember a kiss." You're not not good, but uh... yeah. I, I, I expect this from Serena, though. but you, you yeah. should you should be better than this, Dan. Yeah, if if he wasn't if he was dating anyone else besides Vanessa, I would be right. more mad at him. Right, and Vanessa sucks, but you can't just go kiss another <laughs> no, girl as soon as she's yeah. out of the country. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good timing. <laughs> All, well, it, it meant nothing, so I mean, that's what they keep saying. They I think they're saying it Certainly a bit too much for, for me to believe it. <laughs> yeah, All Dan can remember. <laughs> Yeah. All Dan can remember is Serena falling asleep on his arm and uh, Serena says, "You, were, I was just upset and you were there for me. Just just a couple of old friends falling into a comfortable pattern for a minute or ten. And they both confirm their love for Nate and Vanessa and Serena's like, do we have to tell anyone? And Dan right away is like, not on your life. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And I, I do think Frazzle Dan is a is a very funny Dan. It Dan is, is very funny yeah. in this episode. But I just can't believe how willingly shitty he's being to Vanessa here. And Nate, I know. And that's, that's why I wasn't so mad at him because he was being funny. But uh, right, when, yeah. you, when you take a, a step back, you're like, all right, Dan, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, he says there's no reason to explode their world just because of the meaningless kiss. Right. But then Serena goes to leave, and they almost kiss again. And Dan's like, oh, that was just, that was gravity. No, that was, yeah. you know, that was honest mistake. Don't know what's going on. Their, their history <laughs> makes it worse, too. If this was like a one-time thing that they, they the two of them have never been together, maybe it would be like, okay, maybe it didn't mean anything. But there's there's so much history. This, this is the person yeah, he has I the mean, most history with. I mean, they they need to just be dating each other because dating back to the first time Lagori was on the pod, like they they clearly just can't can't keep their hands off each other whenever they're with each other. Yeah, mm. and she, Serena looks better well, than ever right now. Wow! Anytime they get together, it just means nothing now. So <laughs> yeah, it's lost all meaning. <laughs> it's meaningless. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's gonna it's gonna go absolutely nowhere. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're gonna see Nate in this episode and and how um, his reaction goes to this. I don't remember um, the you know. Uh, the next time that we see Vanessa, what the reaction is going to be. So I will have to keep watching it and, and see that. But it's it's always, you know, always shitty when we have uh, some of our favorite characters cheating and getting themselves into uh, sticky situations. And, you know, this being no different um, would have been very interested to see how it would have played out had the Gossip Girl blast not gone out. Like, would they have actually kept it from the others? I think they really would have tried. I, th- I, I think they would have tried. So yeah. Too, yeah. I think that's always the first instinct. Is that, I mean, Dan starts coming around soon but that's again that's after the gossip girl blast comes out he's like well, well he starts to tell he starts to say like oh i have to tell nate that we kissed and then he's like ah, i should tell vanessa before she finds out stuff like that but it, mm-hmm. it's only because the gossip girl blast has already come out so we we have no way of knowing what would have happened um because everyone gets the gossip girl blast blair gets it so does nate uh 
Ser- Serena, like they were, they were freaking out about people finding out, and we already knew that. Like Jenny has already <laughs> taken a picture of this, so it's probably yeah. gonna get out. So uh, Chuck is checking Gossip Girl. He gives Nate a knowing look. Dan checks his phone. He sees that Jenny's coffee cup is on the table, so so he has a good idea of what yeah. happened there. I mean, even without and the then, coffee cup, you know, like who else would have been right there? Yeah, it wasn't I, don't, I don't think Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> you imagine he wants to get involved now. <laughs> and then Serena checks her phone as well and has her cab driver reroute to the Empire Hotel and quick. And I just I love that everyone gets this blast at the same time and chaos is ensuing. Yeah, just just like she. We, we, it, the scary thing about Jenny here is that she really doesn't give a shit. It's like it's she, no. she obviously knows it's gonna get right back to her and she couldn't give a shit. She she doesn't give a shit until. Like everything comes crashing down, and then she gives so much shits, and she is just deeply yeah, which is about confusing everything. because last episode she was tooting the other horn, as they say. They it was always all a, say that. They do, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was all a facade. I guess so. Yeah, she is a young baby. So, <laughs> so uh, the action really starting pretty early in this episode here. We already have a bunch of chaos going on with this gossip girl blast. Yeah, it was, it was way too early for me to be ready for all this happening right now. <laughs> I know. Usually you can you can relax the first half of the episode. Nothing much is going to happen. I don't really watch the first half usually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you kind of take a nap while it's just playing <laughs> yeah. in the background and you <laughs> try to pick up on things. Uh, Serena is in the cab. She calls Blair, which is probably the right move. Anytime I'm in trouble, I would also call Blair. Uh, Blair has seen the blast, obviously, and she would like to not believe Gossip Girl, but... Uh, it was clear as day that this was Serena and Dan, and she asked Serena, isn't this a little 08, which I agree with, but then she says, like, Miley Cyrus, oh, yeah. and Miley Cyrus is still relevant still today, relevant. baby, let alone 2008. You know, I, I have something to say about this, too. Uh, I was the, talking to Nicole the, the other day that Dan Van Floor, another Linda Hurst person, Dan Van Floor's dog, Miley, was named after Miley Cyrus by his younger sister, Christy, what, like, probably around 07? And, okay. that, and that, like, what foresight to know your dog's name would be relevant for the rest of its life? It wasn't exactly. just like a one-off little TV show that this girl, you know, came and went. Miley Cyrus is still a household name, a humongous name. So, great naming on that dog. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all on agree. I think everyone. <laughs> I think if you polled the listeners of this show, they would all agree that that is a great name for the Van Flork dog. Seems like a. Is that the next? Uh... Uh, musical podcast episode of this podcast. Ooh, Ooh it might be just Miley Cyrus does have an album coming out yeah. right around the corner. Stay, stay tuned, maybe. Um, Blair is Blair's giving Serena the lecture she deserves. Uh, she's comparing Dan to old clothes, but Serena tells her nothing happened. The photo is obviously the work of Jenny Humphrey, and she's like, "I know she hated me, but apparently she hates Dan too." And I mean, yes, she's surprised that she mm-hmm. would do this to her to Dan, but. She can blame Jenny all she wants, but she has to acknowledge that she was the one who fucked up here. Like, she was in bed with Dan. And, I mean, if only she knew that Nate was also sleeping with another girl in his bed. But, uh, like, Serena should be acknowledging, like, I fucked up. I should I should maybe make some apologies here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's always quick to blame others and <laughs> deflect. Of course. Uh, that's the Serena specialty. And she wishes that Jenny would just stay in Brooklyn. And Blair's like, oh, Brooklyn? That's that's where that bitch is? So Blair's going to make a beeline to Brooklyn. She, uh, she she sees the Empire State Building on, like, the newspaper. And she's like, we got to get off the island anyway. So she's like, <laughs> this when you're, she's like Cameron, you want to make a detour? And Cameron, another big come-with guy in this episode, apparently. Yeah, he's uh, he's very, you know, understand. I don't know where he ends up by the end of the episode. Do we even find <laughs> out where he leaves? Too, like, she sends him. She, just drops she, him off. she decides mid date that she wants to meet Chuck at the Empire State Building and then just sends him in a cab. <laughs> you just go on your way. Yeah. Okay, I, see I you later. Know, I hope Cameron didn't have any like big plans for this date because they really got derailed. I think this is just what he comes to expect from Blair dates. 
Yeah, just let let her lead the way. She'll she'll have stuff to do. She'll run her errands, and you'll he just might, kind of he might her. be having fun. Maybe we don't really hear much from him. No. How could you so, not have fun hanging out with Dorota and Blair? Yeah, oh, I mean course, he came yeah. back for round two, so a day. He did, yeah. So Dan answers Serena's call. They confirm they're still on the same page. Uh, he says he doesn't want to jeopardize his friendship with Nate or his relationship with Vanessa any more than Serena wants to jeopardize her relationship with Nate or her friendship with Vanessa. And then he stops himself and he's like, wait, are you are you friends with Vanessa? Which which was funny. Uh, joke of the episode, Brendan, or no? We, we've got some funnier stuff coming up. No, we, yeah, we got something funnier, but that, it was I, a pretty I did fun, like that. It was a pretty yeah. funny episode. I like whenever they say what we're thinking. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, Serena's friendly enough with her that she doesn't want her to get upset over a meaningless kiss, which she says again, and asks Dan to confirm again that the kiss was meaningless, and again, protesting way too much here. Uh, Rufus is home, wants to talk to Dan. He asked Dan if uh, that was his Lincoln Hawk t-shirt that Serena was wearing. He's like, yeah, I, I only glanced at Gossip Girl uh, <laughs> over Eric's shoulder, but I, I'd recognize my band t-shirt anywhere. He doesn't have much to say on the topic of, of what the content. <laughs> no, he doesn't was care that, no. that Dan is just. He doesn't care that Dan's just sleeping with another girl. He's like, that just means I get Vanessa for myself, baby. <laughs> Ew! Stop it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I hate this theory. It's true. It's the subtext of the show. You cannot blame us. It was the subtitles of my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the version you get. Yeah. So, Maybe we're uh, getting deeper in, into the reason why the Vanessa hater group is. Uh, Existing, you guys are all just jealous. Like you want Rufus to jealous. Get <laughs> we want what? Rufus to ourselves. Rufus, this is this is some severe fan fiction here. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this part is the fan fiction. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> We're just reading the subtext. You're coming up with completely harebrained schemes. Okay, that's mm. right. <laughs> Uh, Dan asks Rufus where Jenny is because he needs to talk to her. He's like, <laughs> Rufus is like, oh, I thought she was with you, even though she's not with him. Like, clearly, she's she's not there. And Dan's like freaking out because of the picture. And he's like, I hate to say this, but Jenny's out of control. Yesterday was your marriage. Today, it's it's me and my friends. And okay, Jenny, sure, she's out of control, but she's always out of control. The only thing that's different here is that Dan is just like paranoid that he's fucked up with a relationship with anyone. And now uh, Jenny is the easy scapegoat here because, I mean, she is behind it. She is behind it. Yeah, I mean, I half agree with you, but I think she's really, like what I said before about her trying to actively destroy people, knowing that she's going to get caught. Like, I, I think that's uh, like almost like a cry for help. Yeah, it seems like it. But again, sure, Jenny's out of control, but Dan should also be taking accountability and being like, man, I really fucked up. Yeah, he did. And he's going to, but yeah, like you said, only because he, he got caught is he going to do that. But I think Jenny still needs to be stopped because uh, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you trying to hurt your brother for? She wasn't trying to hurt her brother. It was collateral damage. I get it. But she didn't even need to do that to Serena. What, what was it for? How did that help her? I mean, look, I'm happy to be here for a Jenny episode, maybe the Jenny episode, one of the biggest Jenny the episodes. One, yeah. But like... Come on, girl. Like I, we we I, are really, really, you know, struggling to uh, to get to a place of like like. There's always you know, especially with your problematic faves on TV shows like this. Um, it's like okay, I'm gonna stand even when you do some some bad stuff. Uh, but we we got to get to like some place in the middle where it's like okay, I can at least I I can maybe at least a justify bit. a little bit of why you're doing something. Yeah, exactly. I don't see right the motive. Now. I don't I don't, get, I don't know what she's getting out of it besides right. the chaos itself. Um, she's getting revenge on Serena. I guess I just, what is the, the part that you guys think is crossing a line that she did this to Dan? That, and like, even to Serena, I don't know what, like, why is she still after Serena? Just because they have a, like a, a tiff or I thought they were even at this point maybe, but like. They're feuding. 
just like general feuding. She's just like, I don't you, know. You're telling me if, Bla- if Blair had had a rivalry with a girl and she saw her in bed with a guy that was not her boyfriend, she would be sending a picture to Gossip Girl as well. Yeah, I guess. But I, that's I, what I, the I, queen I don't think does. it gives her the upper hand. She doesn't she need the upper hand. A lot going on. It's 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 you know it's just one thing on top it's, of another. It's it just not seems like messy. just this. She's usually more calculated than this. I think. It, I, think I really feel messy. like I really feel like we're letting Dan and Serena off the hook too easily here. I think the main story is more about well, about Jenny. She's losing me here. The, the whole story for Dan and Serena here is is going to play out of how you know their actual relationships are going to be affected by what happened here. Jenny, it's just kind of like. All right, yeah, we're gonna send her away and let her, you know, figure out her life on her own. But um, it doesn't feel like along the way she's getting a whole lot. I mean, because her story changes from like all of the stuff that she's doing, like here, uh, like selling out her own brother, uh, and then ends up in a completely different storyline with Chuck by the you know middle end of the episode. So we don't ever really you know bounce back to this, but maybe we just don't need to. I don't know. She didn't doctor a picture. She took a picture. She sent it to Gossip Girl. If they didn't want Gossip Girl knowing about what was going on, maybe they shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. Yeah, I, I guess. But it just seems like it. All everything she does gets everyone against her, and there's no one on her side anymore. Yeah, that's so right. So it didn't, didn't help. Yeah, that's right. No one's saying it helped. She's spiraling. She's yeah, out of control. Exactly, that's what we yeah. know. This we know this about her. All right. Well, Serena's going to show up at the Empire, and uh, Nate isn't there, but Chuck is, and he he's like, "Listen, whatever line you have, save it. Um, unless unless you can look Nate in the eye and tell him that you love him, then just stop playing games." I, you know, I like Chuck being protective over his best friend Nate. It's a, a rare good look for Chuck these days, and and maybe the last good look he'll have last for a while. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's good. enjoy it while you can because it's about to go south in a little bit, and so uh, Nate shows up and. Uh, Serena tells him that nothing happened. They just fell asleep talking. Uh, Nate seems skeptical for good reason because it is a lie. And but again, pretty hypocritical of him to be this mad because he just did the same thing and let Jenny sleep over like the exact same night. Shouldn't he be like a little more understanding, or is it only okay when he does it? Well, I think he, what he did was a little bit different. He, he never had intention. I, I think the two of them, uh, between Serena and Dan, one they actually kissed. They had like wine and talk. They yeah, had but he do- like, he doesn't know that. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying if we, if we are comparing the two actions i think he did less sure but nate's on an awfully high horse right now for uh no no he is he's he's he is annoying me for sure in this episode okay at least we can agree on that yeah. everyone's, he, he everyone's i mean annoying. everyone's and, annoying and, yeah Serena everyone's in the wrong history Every, it's just, yeah a bad episode for everybody here not everyone <laughs> not everyone we've got some mvps to give out brendan all right, okay all right <laughs> um Serena says they both screwed up. She only went to Dan because he called the cops on her father. And uh, Nate stands by the decision because what her dad did was wrong. But Serena's like, it, it was, wasn't for you to decide that. And uh, Serena's right about that at the very least. I think I, I said that last week. And, yeah. Yeah. She, she just wants to make things work again. So Nate calms down, agrees to try to make things work again as long as, you know, nothing definitely happened between her and Dan. So they've calmed down for now. They're going to try to make things work. And uh, it turns out that Jenny is at the loft here. And so is Blair because she has tracked down Jenny uh, during the middle of her date. So I guess uh, Cameron is just waiting outside <laughs> for her. And, um, Jenny just she, Blair comes in and Jenny's just like bring it on she's she's fucking ready she's like I knew there'd be fallout when I sent that the blast mm-hmm. like so like you guys are saying she's like ready for it she knew there was gonna be a lot of fallout she's like begging for people to hate her right now and you know you know I love a good Blair and Jenny scene and oh, this yeah. one's so different even though it is mostly Blair like Blair comes in ready Brutal. to pounce she's just like when are you gonna get it for three years you've tried to worm your way into our world but you will never be a part of it no matter what you do this isn't copycat dressing at Constance or dumping dairy on your best friend to prove a point Nate and Serena 
That's mythic. You don't mess with that and survive. You're hurting people I love. You're hurting people you love. And, like, Blair is ready to kill Jenny. Uh, she's protecting her true love, Serena, obviously. She hates seeing Serena sad, but uh, Jenny starts to back off. Blair is not done. She says, Nate loves Serena. Dan loves Vanessa. God knows why, which I love that she has to throw that in. <laughs> and she says, and Chuck loves me. But you, Jenny, no one loves you except your daddy. Oof. And after what you pulled yesterday, who knows if that's even true anymore. Like, damn. I like it. Blair really didn't pull any punches. Uh, this is going to be the, the beginning of Jenny's descent into depression and I, I don't blame her because this was absolutely brutal from Blair. absolutely brutal uh it's she's almost saying what i'm thinking too i love it i think she, she puts in her place and maybe maybe goes a little bit too far but uh the sentiment is all there yeah you really hate it when you're two like matt's like when your two favorite characters are in a scene together but like one of them is so obviously beating down on the other yeah, oh like, yeah ooh, it's tough really ooh, tough. that's that's hard. That's hard to take um, because everything Blair's like Blair's mothering here. She is getting every thought mm-hmm. out that like, you know, needs to be said. She is she is giving you what you need Jenny to hear. Um, but then you're like, oh, but that's Jenny. Be nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's hard yes. to get the best of both worlds. This is truly a knockout round for Blair. And oh. it's uh, the the tragic tale of Jenny Humphrey has really begun here. And what a what a beautifully tragic tale it is for her in this one. Yeah, this is so, when we start to really uh, we're about to get the really nasty eye makeup with with the tears oh my god she looked at durant good for taylor momsen for allowing herself to be that um yeah i've I've never seen something like it on screen (laughs) i shuddered so yeah you'll be you're not gonna be able to sleep tonight so uh dan's outside chatting with dorota he's so excited about dorota's baby i just love him going the miracle of life growing inside you in like (laughs) such a happy voice to dorota Um, and then blair comes out and she's like oh great two smackdowns for the price of one so she's gonna yell at dan not to mess with nate and serena uh dan continues to say nothing happened but blair obviously does not believe anyone when they say that and uh dan just starts talking about the world giving them signs and how they're ignoring them but maybe they shouldn't be ignoring them which Kind of speaks like Dan is saying, like, okay, maybe I should be uh, with Serena since the world is pushing us together. And Blair says that signs are for the religious, the superstitious, and the lower class. I don't believe in them, and neither should you. Blair really full of quotes today. (laughs) She's not done. This is almost my joke of the episode until she has another banger later. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I also love that, like, Dan is out here looking for signs while he's, like, you know, baby obsessed with Dorota here and then at the hospital. Like, oh, uh, isn't that cool how babies are just, like, there and, like, (laughs) don't have thoughts in their head? Like, baby babies. And then at the end of the episode happens. Maybe there was some first supposed to realize this. Oh. It was was all there. All the breadcrumbs were there. I guess The signs. He's, so, he's, you know, it's it's very quietly, uh, you know, he's he's becoming baby obsessed and yeah, <laughs> just in time, just in time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, at that very moment, Blair's going to see her own sign in the form of the Empire State Building again, and she curses Chuck Pass's name. Uh, Dan, Dan is very confused. He's like, "When did we start talking about Chuck Pass?" <laughs> and again, Penn Badgley's line readings are very funny throughout this episode. I'm not loving everything he does in this Fluster one, but Dan, he did yeah. keep me laughing throughout the whole time. Yeah. Um, Chuck shows up to the Empire State Building. Uh, he seems pretty early, but he's going to wait until 7 with flowers in hand. And Blair sends Cameron home in a cab. I, I guess he was just <laughs> standing there waiting for this to be over. And You've had enough entertainment accept- for the day. You get out of here. <laughs> Blair has accepted the signs, tells Dorota they have a deadline to make, but Dorota's water breaks at this exact moment. So they get in the limo and head to the hospital. And uh, now at this point. You I, know this, that the- Blair knocks the water out of her? What she like patted mean? her on the back and she, she whacked her on the back and then the water all comes out is that how that works i swear like, she didn't hit her that hard but she like goes to tap her and then in the instant that she gets tapped she's like oh 
Me water. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how Listeners water is Listeners of the but... podcast that have ever been pregnant before, uh, weigh in. Weigh in. Have you yeah, gotten the water smacked out of you? <laughs> no, so, okay. Um, so at this point, this was the question I had all episode. Shouldn't Blair just text Chuck and say she's going yeah. to the hospital yep, with yep, Dorota? Yep, 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 yep. Kind of avoid all the ensuing drama <laughs> with a simple text. That's it. This, That's, this, this also ruins the element of surprise. I know. I know. But she knows she's going to be magic, late. You should t- but it's, it's life or death here. She knows. Chuck has said, if you are not here by 701, you lose me forever. As soon as Blair realizes she's not going to be there by 701, I know she's ruining the magic of the moment, but just be like, I'm coming. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm coming. an extraordinary circumstance with the, with the baby coming. Exactly. Like that. Like, this is it's not Seinfeld. Death. This is 2010 now. Yeah, I, I, I could not believe she wasn't sending a text message. Like, this would have all... I mean, we we wouldn't have a, a second half of the episode if this doesn't happen. So I, I guess kudos for Blair for keeping us invested in this. But it <laughs> seems like a severe miscalculation on her part. She probably wasn't looking at the time. She was riding the high of just the back-to-back, you know, Smackdowns. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was going, you know, playing back in her head. She was just praising herself for all of the amazing things she just said to both uh, Jenny and Dan. <laughs> and then she's got an emergency on her hands in the form yes. of uh, Dorota's sure. water being broken. Right. Not uh, maybe at her own hands. At her own but, hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Not not too egregious so far, but. Uh, it, Rufus is having a solemn talk with Jenny here. They they both seem depressed as Rufus tells her that he spoke to her mother this morning uh, in between her bang sessions with the neighbors, and they, they, <laughs> they've decided that uh, Jenny should spend the summer in Hudson and finish high school there. Uh, a fresh start without mean girls and drug-dealing boyfriends and gossip girls. Um, I don't think anyone really wants a fresh start during their senior year of high school. That's uh, no. that, that's tough for anyone. But And Jenny tells Rufus that the city is all she has and that if she leaves, she has nothing. But Rufus tells her it's done. That's the way it has but to literally be. Literally last and, episode, she was saying that she doesn't care about anything or anyone in the city. Well, but she wanted to live in Brooklyn. She said, I want to go back to Brooklyn where I have to commute to school. That's I guess she, this is what she, she, just she doesn't want to be in the Upper East Side. She wants Brooklyn. I don't know. She wants Brooklyn. She doesn't want Hudson. She doesn't want Upper East Side. She specifically wants to live in Brooklyn. So I, I don't know. Is a... Uh, at the end of the episode, Jenny leaves. Is is Jenny leaving forever and going to Hudson, Brendan? I feel like not. I don't we'll know. I guess, I, I guess I'll find I, No, I feel like there'd be a bigger send-off. Like mm-hmm. maybe she'll All get right. shot well, or something. Well, oh, my. Maybe. <laughs> like somebody else. Why would they shoot a character? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, why would they ever do that? That's crazy. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Vanya sprints in the hospital room, and uh, Cyrus and Eleanor are right behind him. Uh, Cyrus just happens to be one of the best Lamaze coaches in the world, because what can't this man do? And uh, <laughs> Dorota tells Blair to go, because she has to arrive before 7. She's like, I have plenty of help here. We both get we w- what we want now. Uh, I love Dorota. I love so many people in this episode. Even though everyone's making mistakes, there's still plenty of, of heartwarming stuff to go around as well. Uh, Dorota's just the best. And uh, Blair leaves. She says she'll be back. Her parents are confused as to where she's going, but... Uh, and then she passes Serena in the hall, screams at her that she has to go, hopes she's not too late. See, at this point, she knows she's running late. Yeah. She can't use that in excuse me. Check she's the like, time at least. She's, she, she's sprinting. She's like, I, I have to run. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be late. Just text and just be like, running a little late, but I'm going to be there. Dorota's, Dorota's giving so, birth. I'll be I'll be right there. Why is everybody at the hospital? Do we, do we know? <laughs> I don't know why they, everyone shows up for, Dorota, for Dorota's pregnancy. It is like a little yeah, insane that everyone shows up. Nate are there. Well, Dan was there when her water. Dan was there when her water broke, so that's not too far. Yeah, it's the event of the week. Yeah, but but like, and 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 we know that you know this character that I'm about to mention has just been kind of lurking around the entire. (laughs) She's there. Georgina's there. Like everyone showed up. Good thing that nobody hit Georgina in the back, or else she'd be in labor. Also, (laughs) 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 I really want to roll back to Dorota though, because how amazing is she that every time the last two times, especially that Blair has been dealing with Chuck problems, 
one was at Dorota's wedding. Now she's in labor, and she's still giving her like heart to hearts about her love life. <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean, there is insane moments. No one, there's a reason she has a 100% approval rating. Yeah. Um, also, what role would Blair have in this delivery room <laughs> had she well, stayed? <laughs> yeah, not only is everyone there, but there's so many people just in the delivery room as well. <laughs> like, everyone's just, like, next to Dorota as she's giving birth. And so, okay, so Blair leaves. She's going to go to the top of the Empire State Building. But, Brendan, you must have been looking at the runtime and seeing that we still have more than half the episode to go. Yeah, there's, there's so much still. I, I just woke up from Manhattan at this point. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wow, she's already going to the Empire State Building. This is crazy. <laughs> like I predicted um, so, last week, mind you. Yeah, like you did. Uh, so Dan meets Serena in the hall of the hospital. He's been feeling guilty all day, but Serena, of course, has a million excuses as to why Dan shouldn't tell Nate right now. But <laughs> as she's rattling them off, of course, Nate comes up behind them, and now she doesn't have to say anything because uh, he thinks he already knows what's going on. Well, they were talking pretty loud. <laughs> they yeah, were they talking were, pretty loud. Yeah. <laughs> you got to assume, in a, in a teen drama, someone's going to be right behind you. You can't pretty be Pretty bad timing. Nate yeah. shows right up. Like, you know. The, the it's uh, it doesn't take a, a, a but what are they talking about here because he already knows he saw the picture are they talking about the kiss now they're not going to tell him about yes I think Dan, Dan is like I have to tell Nate about the kiss just the idea that there was something more mm, right yeah I think yeah so. so Blair is about to exit the hospital but Georgina has somehow made her way into the hospital and tells her to stop um is the inclusion of Georgina too much in this episode? There's already so much going yes, on. At the same time, is. I always appreciate a Georgina appearance, but there's no reason for her to be here. No, for it's the, just it's for the episode's yeah, sake, it's too much. But for my enjoyment of the episode, it definitely increases it. But for the wrong <laughs> reasons. Yeah, it's it's like usually I feel like in an episode that Georgina's in, it's like when she comes on screen, you're like, oh yes, like this is a Georgina episode. But here, it's right. like there's so much else going on that you're like, oh my god, <laughs> she's here too. Why? And she's what? just lurking in the. It's like they realize they were like. Oh shit! We we have Michelle Trachtenberg on contract for six episodes this season, and we only put her in five. Quick, I mean, have be. her walk around in the hospital for <laughs> for a few scenes so she can get her paycheck. Um, so, um, she tells Blair that she followed Eleanor and Cyrus to the hospital because she needs to talk to Blair because she's in big trouble. Um, Georgina, pretty talented stalker, I guess. She's able to to follow them here. Um, and I don't understand. We never find out what this big trouble is that Georgina is. We just see that she's pregnant at the end. She like because she's That's talking about Russia. But she was talking about Russians Russian in the last mafias. scene. Yeah, I have no idea. She has to raise the baby in and why would, that and, surrounding. I and mean, why would she have to talk to Blair about the trouble that she's in for, if it's the for pregnancy? My own thoughts on the baby later. I, I don't think it's Dan's. So maybe somehow it relates to whatever Russian issue she's talking about. It's Blair's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, Brendan, if you did think that the baby was dead. So thank you, you for can't, You can never right. trust Georgina at, at first glance. No, no, of course not. The first thing she says is always a lie. Maybe even the second or third thing. Yeah. So. Can't trust her. Um, Nate is lecturing Serena now. Uh, he says there's no such thing as it was only a kiss because a kiss means you have feelings. And he asks if they do have feelings. And Serena once again says that's ridiculous because she's with him and Dan's with Vanessa. Uh, she doesn't say no. She just keeps saying. Uh, she keeps saying that. She just keeps stating the facts. I'm with you and Dan's with her. So. Obviously, that's ridiculous. And so Nate's like, oh, yeah, what about Vanessa? He, again, he's on he's on his high horse right now. Uh, he tells Dan that Vanessa probably isn't reading Gospel in Haiti, but maybe he should give her a call and bring her up to speed. And Serena tells Nate not to threaten Dan. And Dan, Dan says he can stand up for himself. But Serena's like, oh, really? Because you're being awfully quiet right now. I don't know why Serena's lashing out at Dan right now. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I don't know. Dan should I'm be the one person it. she's like, not like, they're in this together. <laughs> yeah. Nate's like, Nate's like, because he knows I'm right. And he storms off and... Uh, then Vanya comes outside to relieve some of the tension and announce uh, that the baby is coming. You, you hate to see these buddies fight like this. I know, but luckily it's a very easy resolve. Like, no matter what happens, at the end of the episode, they're just like, all right, so you want to apologize and be bros again? Pretty much. Even though I think Dan invites 
Nate to apologize. But I feel like Nate doesn't really do anything wrong. Well, he he says, uh, you want to... He sends a text he, to Vanessa, he, yeah, I guess, he, before Dan gets a chance. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, you want to apologize first or should I? Yeah. So, Dorota is pushing. And uh, for someone who's seen a number of clients give birth, so Cyrus does seem pretty grossed out here. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Dorota keeps pushing. Cyrus is just screaming, not enough, not enough. <laughs> is is there a doctor in there with them? Or are they just trying to do this it, on their it, own for some reason? It's a DIY. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's a do-it-yourself pregnancy. I've never seen this before. Um, if you have Cyrus and Eleanor though. are the ones coaching her through her birth instead of uh, a, a doctor. Brendan, you haven't seen Glee, right? Uh I've seen a good chunk of it, actually. I think the first couple seasons, but I, I think when it was running, so I don't remember it very well. Oh, so you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody uh, that plays over a very uh, <laughs> dramatic scene of a character giving birth? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm excited to someday watch that, though. You should. Um, so just, you know, to me, uh, most other uh, giving birth <laughs> yeah, scenes don't uh, in, right. in the overall world of television don't live up. So. I, obviously right. not. And That's incredible. Anytime now you see someone giving birth, you always start singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can sing it, you know, just like over the show, yeah. you know, that you're watching. But it's a lot better when they're singing it on the show while it's happening. Right. Sure. Of like course. if John Groff isn't here, then are you really giving birth? Right, and Cyrus and Eleanor should have probably just started singing Bohemian Rhapsody. And probably uh, that, that probably would have been that would have been the musical episode that Brendan was hoping for. <laughs> and so, uh, Blair arrives to the Empire State Building as a, a, a classic song. Don't think twice; it's all right. Is playing, and Nate. Uh, we're kind of getting like a montage of everything happening here. Nate is sending Vanessa the Gossip Girl blast. Uh, DeRosa's giving birth to a girl. This really seems like an end of episode wrap-up montage, but we're only halfway done. It really is as if this was supposed to be two episodes, but they like condensed everything into one. I wonder if there's like anything to that. I wonder too. I mean, even last episode felt like it could have been the season finale too. And they realized they had one more on contract and they're like, "Uh, we have a lot to set up for next season. They, They totally just hit the reset button. Before the next mm-hmm. season started. Oh, yeah. But, th- I mean, this really does feel like the end of the episode. And, like, the the Jenny and Chuck kiss would be, like, the cliffhanger that ends the episode. Yeah. But there's but still they half an episode more. to go. Yeah. This would have been a great two-parter. This would have been a great, you know, um, uh, dare I say, movie. Uh, you know? Oh, like, you turn, that's a real movie. The, turn the finale into, like, you know, some uh, big... I mean, I, I don't think they would have or should have. But um, they could have gotten, you know, this entire... The story of what happens in this episode could have been... You know, totally. Two hours. Yeah, it, I think yeah, it, it felt could, extra crazy for that reason. Right. And you, you could have counted this as one of your uh, 10 movies that you're contractually obligated to watch this year. That is true. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm up to three and a half. So this would have been That's four if we count that. Um, is this yeah, like a New Year's resolution uh, of yours? Um, no, just a promise that I made because I don't watch a lot of movies and I just made a promise that I'd watch at least 10 and you know, okay. it's hard. Do I include like Gagan? Do I include high school musical in those? So that's why I have the half there. But mm. I, I want to read 12 day. books this year and I haven't started any yet. <laughs> so you're already behind pace. Yeah, definitely. Well, you could do one a month for the rest of the year. You just have to double up. This, uh, I don't see why not. We'll see how yeah, it goes. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll update that's you guys next said. episode. All right. So, um, Jenny shows up to Nate's suite, and Nate isn't there, but Chuck is, and he is drinking, and he tells Jenny that he did the most romantic thing he could think of, and it didn't work. Um, Also for Chuck, as soon as Blair, like, okay, they're both at fault here. As soon as Blair sees that Chuck isn't there anymore, why doesn't she immediately call him then? Just be like, hi, where are you? Like, I'm sorry, I'm late. Like, there were so many ways to avoid this outcome. And then for Chuck, like... 
I don't know. I don't know how long he was waiting there, but maybe may, wait like five more minutes. <laughs> maybe call Blair and be like, you sure you don't want to come? Like, instead of just being like, 701, that's it. She doesn't love me. She hates me. I want to kill myself. I'm going to get drunk. Oh, Jenny's here. Uh, like, there were so many ways. Like, they're so dramatic. Blair, I, Blair, I'm Chuck, still mad at the ultimatum in the first place. It's so insane. Yeah. He does not deserve to be forgiven yet at, at all. I don't, he, I don't know why he thinks he does. He does not deserve to hold <laughs> the cars here. Right. So... Uh, Jenny goes to leave because Nate's not here, but she, uh, she realizes she has nowhere to go. So Chuck invites her to stay. And uh, Ligori, you've obviously seen this before, but Br- Brendan, did you think that something was going to happen between them at this point? Um, I'll say at the point where the two of them are alone and he turns on the light like a weirdo because it's dark in there and he's just sitting next to the lamp and she thinks no one's there and he turns on the <laughs> light and he's underneath it. That's when I knew they were going to fuck as soon as the light Ooh. turns on and Chuck's there. Like, oh, all right. It was just too... He was sexual in that room, and he was, you know, right. just check as who he is. And and you you feel the vibe of these two characters that it's just a very like they're both broken and sad, and right. you know what do people that are broken and sad do? Uh, but they bang, fuck. you know, <laughs> it was it was a sad. I mean, we didn't see the coitus. Obviously. Oh, you guys didn't. I did, uh, but right, right. It was some of the you saddest understand. pre and post coitus scenes I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, and they were just whispering. So like, and he was Chuck's whispering more like like scarcely than usual. He was. Barely even speaking, like it, it, it was so well. Bizarre. And, and not to cut ahead and and jump on Gagan's no, uh, plot, you know, description that is to come. But the fact that this <laughs> is obviously something that will mean more to Jenny than it ever does to Chuck. Uh, so to like know that in context, like as you're watching it, it's uh-huh. back or whatever, um, that she maybe just doesn't know what to do or yeah. how to go about this or if she's definitely going to do this um, but all she knows is she's sad and she wants to find something that makes her not feel sad and uh-huh. that's where we get the it, the, it makes it you know she, she, she is looking yeah. for happiness anywhere and she is not finding it just, it's just um, really it breaks your heart you hear like the it, it feels like she says all right, I guess let's let's go do this, and then afterwards, it's an even worse feeling. By <laughs> Which her. is technically consent, I guess. But <laughs> not, yeah, not, very, not the ideal. Very reluctant but. consent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Chuck tells her he doesn't play video games. So if she wants to hang with him, then she has to do what he does and gives her some alcohol. And uh, Jenny's also trying to forget some things. So uh, she's down to get drunk. She's trying to forget how happy she thought when she made it in this world. And so Chuck tells her that the world she's looking for only exists from the outside. And the only reason he's able to survive in it is because he always knew it was empty. I think that's there must be something to that, which is why, like, this is hitting Jenny so hard. Like, Jenny... Jenny and Blair were similar in that they're both able to, like, be the queen bee, I guess. But I guess Jenny mm-hmm. always thought that, like, happiness would eventually come from it. Whereas Blair knows, like, right. no, th- this is it. Like, <laughs> I no, find my a- happiness because I am the queen bee. And Jenny's like, if I become the queen bee, I will someday be happy. And then when right. it never came, like, now she's just crashing. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, just a couple of deeply depressed people talking to each other right now. Like, they both need uh, therapy instead yeah. of uh, what they end up doing, which is... Uh, you know, Chuck stares at her like the wolf, as a commenter once said, and they do it. They they kiss. Uh, Brendan, first reaction to this. It's it's a big moment. You know, I get why both of them do it. They're both sad. Chuck's drunk. They've been spending a lot of time together recently. Yeah. Uh, but uh, bad for both of them for many reasons, obviously. Yeah, but bad for many reasons. I think I'm taken out of it a little bit just because it is so gross, and <laughs> it, it's it's Chuck. It's, it's little Jenny. Uh, the, the acting, maybe for me, is just a little worse than usual. Uh, it was so it was too melodramatic for me i mm-hmm. uh and maybe with part of it me feeling that way was just because i didn't like what was happening on screen i don't know i it's not, obviously not a fan 
but for all all the things in the I put in the pot there. Liguri, are you shipping Chuck and Jenny? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you you know me. I love to confirm. Hard yes. I know the answer, but I got. You do I got love it. to confirm. I love to confirm. Let, like, let's let's be serious. <laughs> All right. Okay. That so that one no from Brendan, and one yes from Liguri. <laughs> I'll break the tie. Uh, um, but it, it it really is like it's 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 not like hard to watch and like I literally can't watch this. But it's just like again, being a Jenny fan, Stan, you wanna mm-hmm. you wanna see you know all the Jenny scenes, but you don't want to see the ones where she is just down and and not you know and, and using something that is in the the grand picture of life like an important thing to her um and it's happening in this way of just trying to mask a sadness and it's like sure this is probably a true story that's happened for many people out there but it's still just so hard to see it actually playing out knowing the stakes that are behind it for both her and for for chuck what's about to come uh, to chuck's door yeah. uh and then knowing that the the, uh, the cringe on that end of things because we, we're out here dealing with uh serena and dan and them making amends for uh, a mere kiss and now here chuck is going to have to make amends for a little bit more than that Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, Chuck probably should just give him Blair a little more time before he starts, you know, uh, getting into bed with the literal next person he sees. That's the craziest thing is, I mean, not to skip too far ahead, but Dan says it best. It begins and ends with Chuck. Yeah. He's Um, a real creep. And even even without, say say Blair's not in the mix, still so creepy. And with her in the mix, it's insane that he, what time is it? It must have been 725 by now. (laughs) He's already slept with somebody. 725 Eastern Standard Time. (laughs) So ridiculous. What a piece of shit. Like... Yeah, and then the Jenny side, like it's doubly tough for Jenny because you know this is just going to make her more depressed. And then at the same time, Jenny's going to end up getting herself murdered. Like you know, Blair's not going to handle this yeah, well when she finds yeah. out, and she obviously does not. So it's like, God, it's just it's just so tough to just knowing what's going to end up coming to her. And so we cut to Jenny sitting on Chuck's bed or in Chuck's bed, and, and like Chuck tells her, "If you want to leave, uh, now would be the time to do so." Pretty much, and Jenny doesn't want to be alone neither does chuck so jenny blows out the candle which is a great idea on her part but uh again probably her final good idea of the night and uh, (laughs) chuck again like doesn't take advantage of jenny in the traditional sense but still she is a minor she is in a vulnerable state right now um so obviously like i get why dan is going to you know jump to that conclusion and say that this begins and ends with chuck at like because regardless of of like who made the first move here like this is obviously a a terrible look from chuck Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean Chuck. Chuck is uh, he he is supposed to be the mature one because he owns a hotel. He likes to think he's an adult <laughs> because he owns a hotel. Yes, yeah, Jenny's in eleventh grade. <laughs> the mark of maturity: owning a hotel. Owning a hotel. <laughs> um, Dan is in the hospital. Uh, Georgina is right behind him, watching for some reason. At, <laughs> at this point, at this point, I was just like, okay, I, I just have to ignore Georgina because yeah, yeah. this is never going to make sense. <laughs> Something uh, you never thought you would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is just too much. <laughs> so uh, Serena, <laughs> Serena's surprised to see Dan staring at the babies. Some more of the the uh, foreshadowing. Uh, turns out Dan's a big fan of babies because everything for them is so simple. They start out with a clean slate. They have no idea that life is so complicated, and then they. Dan and Serena are going to get a little flirty because they can't help it. They're they're assigning each other's traits to random babies, and uh, Dan implies that Serena has fabulous hair. Brendan, you're always on hair watch for Serena. Is uh, is Dan correct here? He's correct that he's lucky he didn't say that shit last season because it would not have been true. <laughs> you would not but have it, co-signed. Yeah, it's it's funny that he says this like, about their lives being so complicated. It's really not, Dan. Like you just kiss somebody <laughs> you shouldn't have. That's all. All it is. Just don't do that if you don't you're like, want your life to be complicated. You know what? When you say it like that, <laughs> you're really making a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so 
Serena and Dan say uh, they're going to go for a walk. And once they leave, Georgina comes over to stare at the babies and say to no one in particular, and this baby's going to do something to make all the other babies hate her. One of the more odd lines <laughs> in the show. And again, it, it doesn't really come to fruition. Like, I, I feel like there's a whole Georgina side plot on the cutting room floor here. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. There's more yeah. of those scenes than, like, the, the main one that, that, we, that we get. Like, yeah. Or why do they, really they, they leave all those in? Right, or we're really just setting something up for next season, which I that, that's don't the only thing I could remember of. if that's the case, yeah. Um, Dorota and the Waldorfs and the new baby, uh, they named her Anastasia, and Eleanor asked to hold the baby. Already, Eleanor more present in Dorota's daughter's life than she was in her own daughter's life, and <laughs> Vanya and Dorota are going to ask Eleanor and Cyrus to be the godparents, and Eleanor answers, Parish Maris, I'm never letting go of, of a little baby Anastasia. I mean, Eleanor wouldn't even come home from Paris when Blair was getting expelled from school, and now she's going to cancel her trip to Paris? She's a good mom now. She the is baby now. Fever I mean, is running rampant in the really uh, New York streets. It is crazy. <laughs> Sucks that she couldn't have had it with uh, when Blair was a youngster, but I, I guess <laughs> at least Anastasia will uh, will reap the benefits yeah. of, of good mom Eleanor and good I father mean, Cyrus. Look, this this child has Dorota as a mother. Like she doesn't oh, yeah. need That's true. Eleanor, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, happy for them all. <laughs> of course, yes. I mean, all, it's, it's yeah. gonna be short lived anyway. What? Eleanor being a, a good. Uh, godmother oh. <laughs> she's all talk i mean maybe we'll, we'll see i guess um serena and dan's long walk is over they made it all the way to the uh, hospital waiting room and serena and dan both feel terrible about what they did to nate and vanessa well i guess serena does like it's hard to tell with dan i, I don't i don't even think he misses vanessa that much right now <laughs> while she's in haiti and it's becoming yeah it's becoming clearer and clearer that he doesn't even like her that much like maybe that's why this relationship was doomed from the start well, he's he's also just having a much easier time with this because she's so far away. He doesn't have to face right. it right now. Yeah, like, Serena's been going through it, and she's been going through the whole cycle of emotions. He's like, she won't find out. Like, she's not even here. And you know, oh wait, maybe she will. Oh, oh oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's part of him. I think is probably used to having her as a friend. Where no matter what happens, he will be able to go back to her at some point. And just if they just cool off for a little while. But girlfriend relationship is uh is, is different where if he fucks her over like this she's not gonna talk to him anymore but when you're a friend if you screw each other over you just you know you see each right. other that's in a few months they, and we're back that's why they didn't they were hesitant to do this they didn't want to ruin the friendship and now uh who knows what this friendship is going to look like if there uh, even is one still can you so, confirm brendan when when you have a girlfriend that makes it more complicated um i don't know well so when i uh i had to break up with her of course as you know to right, ask her to course. marry me so before you propose i'd, I'd say it's easier now okay, okay. Good yeah, especially now that we are in the fiance phase where a lot of kids other people that's also part right. of the lore of of this podcast <laughs> so it's, it's making a lot of quite a bit of fun and how's that been going how many people have you kissed i haven't gotten around to it but the prospect of it is really amazing and what about nicole um, she hasn't told me the number, but she's always come, coming home with uh, lots of lipstick on her, on her cheeks. <laughs> lipstick? Ooh, this is a plot twist. <laughs> I like where the story's going. <laughs> wow, okay, well, yeah. more on that next time. We'll get, we'll get, into, we'll get into that. Um, so, uh, Serena and Dan, they're like reminiscing about how easy things were with them, which I think they're misremembering because things weren't really ever easy with them either, but. <laughs> no. And then, incredibly, they're about to lean in for another kiss, but Dan's phone goes off. I, what is happening? And, uh, I, they can't help themselves. Gravity. <laughs> they told gravity. you. Gravity. Exactly. It's gravity. It's gravity. gravity. And <laughs> and so Vanessa, uh, it's Vanessa. She just got the text of from Nate of the Gossip Girl photo. And Serena's like, how can Nate do that? But Dan's like, how could he not? So yeah. at least Dan gets it. He gets He's it. like, doesn't blame Nate. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that probably makes sense. He probably should have told Vanessa. Um, so 
back to the Empire. The candle has been lit again, and Jenny is now laying in Chuck's bed. And uh, Chuck asks if she's okay, says she's welcome to stay the night. And uh, oh, Jenny seems that's really yeah, sweet. I know, I know. Well, Jenny seems less than thrilled, but Chuck's like, not everyone gets that offer, so <laughs> you're, you're one of the lucky ones. And they hear the door open, and uh oh, it is Blair. Yeah, had to know this was going to happen somehow. And so Chuck sneaks out of his room, closes the door, asks Blair what she's doing here, and right away she's like, "Is someone in there?" And he lies and says no. And uh, cut to Jenny, who hears this and, and starts to get out of bed. Did, did you think like Jenny was just going to waltz outside and be like, "Surprise!" I'm the here. way she was going this episode. I, I did think she was just going to. Walk out, rock right out. Like we didn't have enough. Shut that candle and go. We didn't have enough yeah. time in the episode for that kind of right. chaos. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we are already, you know, getting down to it. There's no time for for another confrontation and Jenny to get her ass handed to her mm-hmm. again. I I don't think she would have survived no, seeing outside of that hotel room probably. if she if she yeah, if she walked outside. I think I think Blair pushes her out the window in, in but, a heat of but passion. But things there. have changed here, and we're gonna see, you know, the the scene with Jenny in a little bit with Eric that explains why she's feeling different now because. Before, it felt like she was looking for that type of, like, she wanted Blair to come, you know, yes. put her in her place. And now, like, something has happened to her, and she's feeling a little different, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Blair shows Chuck the, the peonies, and he sees now that she did go to the Empire State Building after all, and she apologizes for such being a late. Fool. He's such she a says fool. Dorota went into labor. Again, where was the text or call? Just gotta point that out again. And so, Blair tells Chuck that she tried not to go. Every bone in her body told her not to, but she didn't listen. She followed her heart because she loves him, and Chuck just takes her hand and kisses it, and I can't believe Chuck is doing all of this with Jenny literally in his bed as they speak. Like, I don't know what he's supposed to do in this moment, but what he is doing is wild. I, no, I, I felt the same way, too. It was like, yeah, it's... What, what else do you do? This is this is everything you wanted, but what a skeezball for just... Yeah, so you, you, so she's right. She's she's gonna hear everything you're saying, and how she was already in a, such a dark place before all this, and now hearing mm-hmm. this is gonna make her feel like just really a piece of trash. Yep. And, and so Blair keeps going with her speech and like the dramatic irony of the situation is killing me where she's like, man, I just can't deny that our path has been complicated. But in the end, love makes everything simple. And Chuck kisses her and they embrace and everything is right in the world. A nice happy ending for everyone. As uh, Chuck I think he thinks he's in the clear here too, honestly. <laughs> once once she, he sees it, she's gone. I think he okay. thinks he's good. Okay. Did Chuck real? I mean, okay. So, okay. Chuck, Chuck starts... Chuck's like, all right, I'll make you a drink. Let me get my iPod from my room. I want to make everything purpose, perfect. And he starts walking towards his room with, like, the look in his eye and the music. I, I, It seemed like he was going to kill Jenny, but he <laughs> opens the door, and Jenny's already gone somehow. I'm not sure where she snuck out to. I don't know if she, like, hopped out of a window know. somehow, but... Um, did Chuck really think that he this was never going to get out? Like, at the very least, Jenny could have... I mean, the old Jenny would have, but... Jenny could have used this as blackmail against Chuck for the rest of for the rest of her life. Yeah. I mean, he got very lucky. <laughs> uh, unlike you know, like his luck is going to end here. His luck's um, going to run out soon. soon. Yeah, <laughs> for, but but yeah. the fact that like he just opened the door and she was gone and he didn't have to uh, come up with a plan. He didn't have to talk to her. He didn't have to do anything other than say, "Oh, oh, that's out of my oh, hair I guess, now." I guess I got away I, with it. Yeah, I, th- I think I think lucky. if it never came back up, he was never going to say anything about it. He's just going to live with it and hope that she didn't say anything. Forever. I bet, but he would have always had to know in the back of his mind that she always that's just something he's, I think, willing to but deal he's, with. Yeah, he's he's a psycho enough that he would yeah, have been fine with I that. I guess, yeah, he'll cross that bridge when he comes to it, I guess. Right. So uh, Jenny does. is back in the hospital, and uh, this is the scene that's going to break my heart here. She is not looking so great. She's got her makeup is smudged. She's crying. She's shaking. She knows she just made a huge mistake hooking up with Chuck, and I... I, I know I, I know we have discussed at length about all the bad decisions she's making, but I just feel so fucking bad for her. Like I, I've never seen someone look this broken up before. It's really good acting from Taylor. Yeah, Monson. I've never seen anyone look worse on a television show. Yeah, it, honestly, like they really uh, went all out with this, and 
incredible performance here. And a really like sad cover of The Funeral is playing uh, uh, one of my favorite songs. So that's, that's also hitting me as well in this moment. And Eric walks in and he sees that Jenny is clearly not well. And Jenny uh, tells him to go away, but he says no. He says, we may get mad at each other sometimes, but if you're really hurting, I'm here for you. And ah, Eric's so pure. And, and I so I great. knew he felt that way. He, he was just hurt when he was saying that Jenny is nothing to him anymore. I knew he was all talk, though. He loves Jenny. Right. He'll always be there for her. That's and what I it really comes down that. to it. He, this is what he's here for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I He's, it's, oh my God, I, I love him so much. And so Jenny tells him that he says that now, but she's going to do something to let him down and he'll turn his back like everyone else. And then she lists everyone off. She's like, her dad, Dan. Nate, Serena, Blair, everybody hates me, even Chuck. And she's like sobbing while she says this. And it definitely made me cry as well. I was crying watching this scene. Uh, this is why she needs Eric in her life. Someone who's just going to like, isn't going to turn his back on her like no matter what. Because yeah, she may have done some stupid things, but she feels abandoned now by her friends and family. Her own dad wants to send her back to her, her mom so that he doesn't have to deal with her anymore. And Eric just asks Jenny what she did to Chuck, and she's like, oh, it was a mistake. And it slowly dawns on Eric what she's talking about, and he's just like, oh, yeah, man, why, why would good, you do that? Talking about Eric, too, like, watching his yeah. face realize that it's very good. Really good. And so Jenny just says, I was sad, he was sad, I don't know, and this is, like, the most depressing thing I've ever watched. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't even, I wasn't even, I was sad, but I wasn't crying because I was just more grossed out by the reveal of it and just to be honest grossed out by the way, the way it looks grossed out by the way she looked yeah no yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was getting wow. to it. <laughs> she's going through something here um no but but like seeing yeah this this scene is is again hard to watch a lot of the jenny scenes in this episode are like <laughs> yeah. the fact that we are able to end the episode with a smile on her face and like positivity like uh, sorry to you know jump ahead uh like coming out yeah. of like just the air that she is breathing it's it's incredible that that's the way that we're able to end but it's so important that that is where we end up with her because just where she is now, who she's around right now, she needs to get far away. She needs to find a different environment. Eric and Eric alone is not enough. Uh, you know, him being nice to her, her here is not enough to to you know fix all of the deep emotional like turmoil she's been going through. So um, the fact that she will later you know kind of get out of this and and go clear her head elsewhere um, is is exactly what she needs. It's just you know this is the part where she's getting right. a deep conversation in of saying like it's really bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, hate to lose her, but uh, if she does have to go away to Hudson, but happy for her character that she does get to clear her head. Just hopefully she just stays there for the summer, and then yeah, she feels good right. enough to come back uh, for, for the for her senior year. We we need her. Mm-hmm. We need her on the yeah. yeah I side. ultimately agree with the the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but so, I, I, again, also again, like you said, hopefully it's just just the summertime because I we do need her and Eric to be to be besties. Exactly, my happiness depends on it. So. Yeah. Uh, Eric's like, oh, it's not the worst thing. No no worse than, you know, the time you did it with Damien. But Jenny finally tells someone uh, she didn't actually do it with Damien. She just wanted him to think that. And then she says she wanted to wait and wanted to be special. But uh, now her first time's with Chuck. So I guess she did not accomplish that. Downgraded. And, yeah. Eric goes to take her hand. But Jenny just, like, snaps at him not to touch her and tells him not to tell anyone. And so Eric leaves. Uh, Jenny's just going to continue to sit there crying. And Eric marches right up to Dan and tells him that Jenny's here and she needs help. And Dan replies with the, oh, you're just now realizing this? But Eric's like, Dan, shut the fuck up. I don't have time for your quips right now. <laughs> he, 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 just, he just cuts him off. And like Dan, So Dan sees that uh, Eric means business now, so he oh, asks shit, what okay, happened. Wait, and, wait. Yeah. To Eric's credit, he does not tell uh, him what happened. He honors Jenny's request to not tell anyone, mm-hmm. but he's just like, listen, you just have to talk to her. She's in the chapel. Like, She needs her brother right now, and so uh, they're going to go find her. So at, at the same time, 
uh, Nate and Serena are having their talk in the cafeteria, I guess. And Serena thought that when her dad came back, she would stop being, she would just like stop being Serena, I guess, and stop making the same old Serena mistakes. But that uh, clearly did, did not happen. And so <laughs> she's like, uh, I need to be alone for a while. And it's like, whoa, 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 come on. I find it in my heart to forgive you for kissing another guy and you're breaking up with me. So she's got again, a point. He's got a point. <laughs> yeah, he does have a point. Yeah, but he's just, he's a little ag- aggressive. Uh, in this episode, he's just he's just fed up with everybody. He's like, "Why are you guys all such idiots?" And it's just not yeah, a good he, look on him. He didn't see this coming. He's like, he, he he to him, he's like, "I'm so in the right, and now I'm still getting broken up with." Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. It also was a very quick jump of like you know him being understandably upset to him being like, "Okay, fine, I forgive you." Wait, what? You're doing what? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, Serena doesn't want to break up. She just wants to take a break. And then she's like, oh, don't worry. It's 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 you, not or it's me. It's not you, it's me. Like, she really said, let me just hit him with every cliche in the book and uh, yeah. hopefully get the hell out of here at a reasonable mm-hmm. time. And Nate, Nate cuts her off. He's like, yeah, Serena, it is you. And he tells Serena, you know, great that she's working on herself, but he's not going to sit around waiting. Uh, so if she's out, she's out. And uh, Serena says it's fair, but she tells Nate she loves him. But if they're going to have a chance, this is the only way. So uh, mm-hmm. how, how broken up are you guys about the breakup? Not, Not really. I mean, Laxborough Lax- <laughs> Nate needs to spread his wings right now. Yeah, I mean, ending the episode with the girlies going to Paris, like, yes, that's yeah, not- yeah, that's <laughs> that's the idea. We, we, we missed out <laughs> on this last season too. Like, I, I'm so glad they're going to go on this trip. I was worried at the end of the episode that Dan was going to ruin this. Like, these girls better oh go God. on the trip. So thank yes, God, yeah. they did. finally leave we'll get the, the stupid trip. boys behind. All of them. Uh, Nate's no exception, just because he's boring. Like, yeah, get out. <laughs> yeah, let's just do season four in Paris with the girls. Sure. I mean, Jersey Shore could have done it. <laughs> That's yeah, they should, could have, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Chuck and Blair are walking arm in arm, all smiles, not a care in the world. Blair even comments that this night is perfect, but Chuck says that there's one thing that would make it even better, and he pulls out a ring. Chuck is actually going to propose on the day he just slept with another girl. <laughs> Outst- outstanding, outstanding for him. And he says, "I'm so sorry for the pain I've caused you, and I know I can't take it back, but I want to try and make it up to you." Even if it takes me the rest of my life, Blair, will you? And then Dan walks up at the literal perfect time. I don't know if he was waiting to do this mid-proposal, but he pulls up at the perfect time and punches Chuck in the face. A classic season one Humphrey to Bass punch. And Chuck just hits the fucking ground. Mm. Great punch. It was beautiful. And Blair yells at Dan and asks, you know, what the hell are you doing? And Dan just like points at Chuck and grunts like a caveman. You, (laughs) tell her. (laughs) I mean, well played, Dan. Yeah, Chuck must be spiraling. He's like realizing that his perfect night is uh, coming crumbling down around him, and he does not have anything to say. Like he doesn't even need to say and anything. He's still at the just... point too before this happens, where I'm sure he's still nervous. Like, all right, I, I gotta do this quick before uh, something happens. So let me get this <laughs> let ring out. Quick. Well, let's get married quick too. So this is like le- she's legally bound to me. Is anyone coming? No, okay, good. Here's his ring. <laughs> do either of you recall? Was there music playing over this, or was it just the scene? I mean, hmm. I guess, I guess I, I don't need to know the exact. But like, see, this there was is like, like a, the perfect a song, and then the cut from the song as soon as the punch hit this should have been one of those scenes of like like they have so many good scenes of like you know like a a musical moment over you know an intense scene that makes you really Mm. remember it and this scene is memorable for everything that's going to play out here but like Give me, uh, give me what you say again. Like I don't care. Like just make, it, make, make me. Like feel Every big like moment deserves what you say. It really they should does. have one like that. Yeah. It, it really it missed opportunity in, in not incorporating some kind of like you know big like like you know. That's true. Whatever. There is no like, like a song, song that 
yeah, there is. Well, yeah, there's no song that you remember that goes with this moment like a lot of other big moments. Like you said, like you just brought up the what you say mm-hmm. with the Thanksgiving stuff going on. Yeah, that is definitely a, a flaw in this scene. But maybe they maybe they figured enough was going on that they didn't need a song. But um, yeah, Blair's just in disbelief right now. She she knows exactly what happened now because she's looking around. She sees a pissed off Dan, a crying Jenny. She is slowly but surely putting the pieces together, and she just tells Chuck, "You didn't." And then she figures it out. She's like, "You did, you did." And then she turns to Jenny and simply says, "You get out of here now, and not just out of this hospital, but off this island. Go and never come back. Because if you ever set foot in Manhattan again, I will know, and I will destroy you." Whew, that is that is chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jenny knows she means it. <laughs> yeah, like Jenny, Jenny just turns to leave. Like she's just gonna listen. Like and. Uh, poor Jenny who's just crying about how everyone hates her and is now being banished from the island uh, from Blair and she's not even putting up a fight uh, the, no, the she Jenny, tries to say sorry yeah she does the Jenny we know and love is gone like everything has been drained from Jenny she is a shell of, a, of her former self right now absolutely for me so, it's Serena walking up seeing this insane <laughs> drama happening and then just being like this doesn't look good, but I guess I'm leaving because <laughs> I'm being whisked away. <laughs> well, for me, because it's it's uh, Jenny goes to apologize and, and uh, through her tears, and Dan's like, "You have nothing to be sorry about," and says, uh, "It begins and ends with Chuck," as we've referenced multiple times at this point. And mm-hmm. the, the character development of Chuck is very interesting. He he started off as a clear villain and has morphed into this anti-hero, maybe even a hero to many, and now he has very quickly come crashing back down to a straight-up villain again. Yeah, in uh, in an intense way too. And I don't, I don't know if it needs mentioning, but I, this is even darker just because of how the series started off. Like, this, this, yeah, so yes. this person is, if we're, if we're going to remember this that moment, then this, this is a, a really, really awful look. Right. They certainly have their history as well as the original uh, villain arc of, of Chuck Bass in, in the pilot. So, yeah, definitely another layer to that. And then th- what gets me, stupid Rufus with the perfect idiotic thing to say yeah. to break attention. He, he and Lily waltz in all smiles with groceries and he just loudly asks, hey, who's hungry? Which... <laughs> I mean, this this was the joke of the episode for me because it, it made me laugh. Like Rufus is like, I have enough bagel chips to feed. Wait, what did I just walk into? I mean, who else but Rufus? Who moment? else but Rufus could be so dopey, just completely misreading the situation? It was very funny. And uh, Jenny just collapses into her dad's arms, and that's when Serena arrives and is also like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, it's just Chuck and Blair now as everyone else has gone off and Chuck finally tries to explain himself. He says he thought Blair didn't love him anymore. He didn't care if he lived or died. And then he said mentions Jenny Humphrey's name and Blair just loses it. She's like, don't say her name or anything else to me ever again. And uh, Blair tells Chuck this whole night didn't happen and she leaves. And Chuck, minutes ago, was just so close to proposing and now he has nothing and a well-deserved nothing. It's, it cracks me up that Serena comes in and sees us and then is just like, all right, Dan, let's go. <laughs> Like, why don't you stay here with Blair? No, Dan says to her, he's like, let's get you home. Let's get you home. Yeah, the fact that, like, her best friend is is in, you know, peril right now. Like, she needs... You're going to leave her with Chuck? uh, She needs her, uh, but you're just going to leave her with this person she's obviously not happy with. Weird choice, I guess, but, yeah. I mean, Serena hasn't made a good decision all episode. No. All season, really. I mean, since she stole that horse, she hasn't made a good uh, good, uh, decision. (laughs) That was her And (laughs) in true Gossip Girl season finale fashion, we have an epilogue. Uh, Apparently, this is the uh, the formula of the finales. We always get this epilogue at the end. One week later, we are at Grand Central Station again, and Jenny is saying her goodbyes, and uh, I'm going to start crying again, because Dan asks if she's sure she wants to do this, and she she is. She says uh, she is because it's her idea this time, which I think Blair had a little to do with it probably i don't i don't think it was 100 uh-huh. percent jenny i think blair might have nudged her in the right direction but um 
Jenny and Rufus hug, and uh, through it all, at least they're leaving on a good note. Uh, Jenny tells Rufus she's going to miss him so much, and he tells her she can come home whenever she wants. And so they tell each other how much they love her. And uh, they, there's a Jenny says, I love you too, but there's nothing here for me anymore. And that's when Jer- Eric tells her, I'm here, and pleads with her not to go. Are, and are you kidding me? I, I can't handle this. I can't, ha- I can't handle Eric pleading for Jenny not to go. Yet, uh, it's, it's sad, I guess. I don't know. That <laughs> didn't make me cry. It's, I it's, it's all right. Eric, Eric, you know, it's, it's just kind of like, I can't say it falls flat because like these two and their friendship and everything that like, you know, all the scenes of them just prior to this, uh, of course make this emotional, but like, it's not the same kind of impact of like, if for some reason, maybe like Dan and, uh, Jenny had like had some kind of emotional, like, you know, uh, reckoning before this of like under- coming mm-hmm. to a level of understanding and, uh, Jenny apologizing for what she did to him in this very episode or, or anything like that. Cause Eric is such a not important character in this episode. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in, it's like, okay, no, I definitely get that. They both mean it. And they're both sad and emotional about this, but it just doesn't have that big, like gut punch that I feel like I would have expected in this intense moment that Jenny is now, you know, leaving. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the thing yeah, about Jen- Jenny and Dan is they pretty much just, like, stop talking to each other after season one. They, we used to have these, like, Humphrey sibling talks all the time in season yeah, one, like and then we, we really just stopped. So they don't have much of a relationship these days, which is why I guess they didn't go – they didn't really have a big uh, send-off for those two. But uh, for me, I've always said that Jenny and Eric is my favorite friendship of the show. So for me, it, it makes me very sad when Eric's like, please stay. What, what am I going to do at school without you next year? Who's going to dump yogurt on my head? I'm glad we can laugh about the yogurt now. Which uh, Right. I think <laughs> and, it, just, it would have uh, hit more if I knew for sure she was going to be off the show. But I, I just feel like we're going to see her Brendan, episode what if one. I told you better. That she, no. Um, th- th- I'll tell you this much. This is not her last episode. Brendan. Okay. I, can, yeah. I can confirm to you at, at least that much. Okay. All right. Are you happy, Brendan? I'm happy. All right. Um, Jenny tells Eric that they'll Skype every day, and the family has a big group hug. No one wants to see her go, but she goes off with a little wave down the stairs to her train. And uh, according to the the trivia, Jenny's move to Hudson had to do with uh, Taylor Momsen's desire to scale back from appearing on the show to focus on her music. A little Donald Glover move there for Taylor Interesting. Momsen. Interesting. Yeah, I, didn't, so I didn't know the time uh, like crossover between that project and this project i was wondering if it had anything to do with that or if it was just uh funny timing but i, I guess yeah. that, that makes sense so it did she's yeah she's trying to make the the pivot into music now and so uh yeah she she will be back but in a in perhaps a a lesser role she will not be in every episode next okay maybe more like, like an eric role maybe right yeah something like that so uh <laughs> Sir- Serena and Blair are getting ready for the summer. Serena says she's actually really excited to have an entire summer with nothing to do except figure things out. And Blair's like, uh, Serena, you didn't go to school this year and you haven't had a job for months. So, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And that's about? my <laughs> joke of the episode. I, yeah, I, really love, I if, love the slam. <laughs> if not for Rufus, that would have been my joke of the episode for sure. Especially, like, when she slams on someone like this, too, like, who really deserves it? Because Serena has been, has been <laughs> complaining and been a mess and an, an annoyance all season long. And I think Blair sums it up perfectly. And especially after all the shit that Blair's been going through for Serena yeah. to be like, ah, oh, finally, some time off. <laughs> like, from what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Serena tells Blair she's going to try to change, and I just don't believe her. We- we've heard this from Serena before. Shut so, up. <laughs> Blair has not given up on love, and that's why she is going to Paris this summer and tells Serena she's coming with her. And uh, Serena's hesitant, but Blair brings up her love of Vespas, and suddenly Serena seems to be on board. And she looks at Blair uh, very lovingly and says, we've never been single together. So Blair and Serena mm. are just going to go on a romantic trip to Paris together as two single women. I mean, I, c- I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, a movie I'll watch. Yeah. yeah I, uh, Way better it? than Sisterhood <laughs> of the Traveling Pants, which was, <laughs> so, which was all right. <laughs> 
way better than Last Tango in Parents, the uh, the movie that Brendan had no idea that this episode was referencing. Yeah, yeah, Brendan. just a better than Last in your face. Better than Last Tango in Spain. <laughs> so, uh, Blair gives the hard sp- sell. Uh, tells Serena about all the fun stuff they'll do, and Serena is fully on board now. They they hug, and Serena says, "As long as they have each other, they'll be okay." Which, uh, you know, that's great. Uh, these two ending the season on a good note. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Big fan. That's all that matters. Yes. Exactly. Chuck may be an asshole, but at least Blair and Serena are on a good note. And uh, Dan is in the loft on the phone. He and Nate are ready to exchange apologies. Very simple, again, with these best bros. They they don't want to be mad at each other, so they're just going to say sorry and move on. Uh, Nate, sorry for what happened with Vanessa. Dan apologized for what happened with Serena, even though Nate doesn't blame him for the breakup. So they're good now. Mm-hmm. And, I think I was uh, honestly more like relieved that Nate and Dan made up than I was that uh, the girls are going on the trip. I, I was I was really worried because I, I, I just love when, when Dan and Nate are friends. Yeah, it's, it's I just felt like it was, that was never. Yeah, I mean, Serena, Serena and Blair are, are kind of like a solid. Like you know, they're, they're always going to be yeah. there. Yeah. Well, we've even seen in this episode. Nate is a very forgiving guy. He is. Yeah, and he'll he'll let you know. Nate doesn't really hold is. grudges, which is which it is good. Been good for him. A lot better if Dan was like, you know, I, I just need some time to myself. I don't really think that a <laughs> yeah, right? can, can last right now. <laughs> so are you kidding me? On... You're breaking up. You're breaking up with me. <laughs> need to work on me. Listen, listen. Yeah, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> so uh, it turns out Vanessa is not returning any of Dan's calls. So uh, even when Vanessa is out of the country, they're still on, on the rocks. And uh, hopefully Vanessa just stays in Haiti. I, th- I think. I think. Do we think he really called her? I don't think he would yeah, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Nate asked Dan if he's trying to get her back, and he's just like, no, I'm just trying to explain myself. So he's not even, like, really trying to get her back. So, yeah. Uh, Nate lets Dan know that uh, when Chuck took off for Prague, he left Nate his little black book. And Nate's mm-hmm. already got girls over. It looks like Nate's going to have himself a fun summer as well. Uh, Brendan, you have a little black book as well, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's uh, just with a bunch Especially of... Especially now that he's engaged. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, well, my black book is just filled with uh, pot pie recipes. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it's just one, it's chicken. Oh, okay, great. great. Hopefully, uh, if any listeners want to add more to the black book, <laughs> please leave recipes the in the rec- comments. You can share the recipe someday, maybe in an off-season <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, um, Dan starts emailing Vanessa, but then he calls Serena instead, and Serena answers. But she and Blair are busy in the limo on their way to Paris, and uh, Dan seems upset at the news because he probably wanted to spend the summer with Serena now. But he tells her to have fun, and uh, Serena and Blair are so happy right now. It's so nice to th- see them with smiles on their faces, especially the the devastation that Blair just went through and. I don't want any stupid guy bringing them down right now. Yeah, no, I, I love the uh, see in September, like September. So, like, yeah. Just imagine, you know, like you and your friends in modern times being like, that, yeah, well, that's we'll, probably won't talk to you and definitely won't see you uh, for see that it, long. In September, yeah, it's like, well, it's like May right now, maybe June. <laughs> They're going to Paris for three or four months. Yeah, like we'll we'll talk again when we get when I get home in literally three months, four months. Yeah, like that is insane. just <laughs> an insane thought. And that's why, yeah, Dan, uh, Dan says he just wanted to talk about things, but cl- now is clearly not a good time. So uh, September. Yeah, just call when she gets back in September. And Serena says she'll miss Dan. Even Blair t- tells Dan that she'll miss him. She must be in a really good mood. Like, she's spending a summer I with know. Serena. Nothing can get her down. Serena is her this She really does love her. I mean, she she totally forgot she about Chuck. She's not upset anymore. She's on top of the world a week later. Do you think I Jenny think. knows she has free reign to come to Manhattan for the next four months? While <laughs> oh, for the gone? summer, yeah. She doesn't even need to go to Hudson. Her, she doesn't. Blair can't keep her out. Yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. good point. Hmm. So uh, Dan can't wait till September, though. He starts to look for plane tickets to France, and that would have been a psycho move. He was not invited. I would have been pissed if I was Blair and Dan just showed up. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if Serena would have liked it that much. 
No, I, I I mean, who knows? Serena might have been like, oh, Dan, that's so, so romantic. romantic. <laughs> so romantic. You showed up like my father never did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Blair would have been pissed, though, for sure. And Dan hears a knock on the door. He gives a nice come in. It's open. And it is Georgina. And uh, obviously, time to admit, Georgina did not need to be in the main part of the episode at all. Could have just shown up here. Uh, I don't know why she was aimlessly wandering around hospitals and talking to Chuck before. But um, anyway, Georgina tells Dan that she was looking for him and that she has something of his. And she takes off her jacket to reveal that she is pregnant and says, congratulations, daddy. So obvious question. We've already I mean, we've already discussed it. You do not think this baby is really Dan's. No, I mean, I I guess it could possibly be like they're trying to set it up so that if we do the math, the last time they slept together would kind of work out for this baby being uh, about to pop if you uh, give her a pat in the back. But <laughs> I mean, like we said before, you, you just you can't trust any of the first few things that Georgina says when she comes back from a long hiatus. Exactly. Is she even pregnant? Who knows? What, what, what is this? <laughs> that's, another, that's another good point. Yeah. She looked very pregnant, but yeah, if is yeah. fair. What I think, is, she, I think what is she the scheme here? Like, up her shirt. <laughs> yeah i love the reveal right too of just like the spin and twirl like it was like she was on the <laughs> runway and she was <laughs> check this out a full twirl yeah so yeah. Um, we're gonna get our montage to uh under pressure and jenny is on a train to hudson blair and serena are drinking champagne in the limo nate is hooking up with random women and chuck is in prague and he's hitting on women in an alleyway when two big tough guys find him and it looks like chuck is about to get mugged uh, he tells him, there's no reason to get rough. I've got lots of money. I'm Chuck Bass. And they take his ring that he was going to give to Blair. And Chuck tells him, not that, not that. He says that if they take him to a bank, he'll give them lots of money. And it, I don't know if these guys just didn't speak English, didn't understand him, but it's too bad they didn't listen because I, I, I think they could have been rich. I feel like Chuck would have just given them as much as they Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure the engagement ring was probably worth quite a bit knowing Chuck, but in this state, he, he, he would have taken out quite a bit of money for them. But actually, yeah, you know, that, sure. I don't know. There might have been a, a cap you could take out at an ATM, though. So maybe this wasn't better to them. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Just take the card and take the debit card. That's you true, it for yeah. A week. And so, uh, but they go, f- they, go for the, they go for the ring. Chuck starts fighting to get it back, and they shoot him. They shoot Chuck. They take the ring. They run away, and we just see Chuck lying on the ground. What, what a way to end this season. Talk about a cliffhanger. Like, bleeding this out. This episode had, like, <laughs> ten different endings, um, <laughs> and they just decided to include all of them. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, they, they put yeah, them all in. <laughs> I mean, I, um, I I did at some point in this show ask for some shooting to happen. You did. You famously um, said, listen, in the OC, episode five, we got our first gunshot victim. When's it going to happen in Gossip Girl? And we're <laughs> right. finally here. Yeah, I mean, I Gossip take it Girl back. Girl also seemed way too excited about this happening. Like, she seemed way too happy <laughs> giving a voiceover. Of, yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> you know. yeah, she was like, till death do us part. <laughs> it's like, Chuck's dead. No. Like, like, no, no, don't be that happy. <laughs> um, I would uh, love to see Brendan. Oh, go on. I, I would love to see if uh, like the scene cleared and like the guys run away, and then you see from behind one of the tall, tough guys. It's just Serena. She's like, "See, I did kill someone." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's we'll I mean, that also probably another ending that they might have used. Yeah, maybe. Um, predictions, Brendan. Does Chuck die? I mean, no. But I mean, okay, the, the way they put it out there like he's there's a lot of blood coming out of him he probably should have died and i don't know who saves him but uh he he obviously doesn't die do you have any do you have any bets on who do you think saves him um i mean if we didn't see georgina today i would guess georgina but we know she's busy <laughs> i really have no I mean, who would be, be in proc i don't know exactly could be someone we haven't met yet if if someone even does save him and he doesn't die maybe it's another baldwin maybe it's this time it's alec how close is prog to haiti 
Listen, you know Wait, I'm bad at geography. I do. Let's not turn this into a geography podcast. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're all going to look like fools. <laughs> I have one rule. I have one rule. No geography. Um, let's uh, get through some segments here so we can keep this episode Liguri approved. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Uh, one of You're my doing favorite, great. Uh, yeah, we're, we're on good pace here. Uh, one of my favorite segments, of course, the user review of the week. I didn't pull any wiki comments because they were pretty much all just shitting on Jenny and I didn't like that. So uh, we're, we're going <laughs> yeah. to go back to our good friend comedy fan who uh, was a fan of this episode, gave it a nine out of ten and said, wow. this was a great season ending. Dorota having her baby and the whole family being there with her was sweet. Chuck really had such a great idea by meeting at the Empire State Building. It was also beautiful when Blair came over to him. Too bad it didn't work out right before he proposed. And I don't know why Blair was mad at him for sleeping with Jenny. What the fuck is wrong with this person? I don't know why, he, why Blair was mad at him for sleeping with Jenny. I what is he slept happening? With, he what? Said, I assume he slept with many people after they broke up. <laughs> what? what? And, they and watched the, ending the show? Ma- <laughs> and the ending makes one really want to watch more. So Georgina is pregnant from Dan? Maybe it isn't his. And absolutely shocking was Chuck being shot at the end. The narration by the Gossip Girl makes it seem like he is dead. Plus, where <laughs> where, where he got shot seems to be an area one, where one can easily die from. <laughs> oh, okay, someone's Let's a hope not. <laughs> a, you know what? A rare good review from, from Comedy <laughs> Fan. On the, this, this is the one they like? <laughs> this is the one they like. Hey, this was an entertaining episode, Brendan. It's entertaining, but we'll, we'll get to our scores in a minute. All right. Uh, next week, or not next week, we we have an off season coming up. But the next time we we recap an episode, the title is "Bells de Jour." Uh, do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Uh, de Jour sounds French, so maybe we'll get to spend some summertime in France with the ladies. The uh, little blurb says, "Blair has spent a fabulous summer in Paris without realizing Chuck has been shot." <laughs> <laughs> Great! I'm glad she doesn't know. So enjoy herself. Yeah, exactly. Thank God. Um, let's get into the episode grades. I have a feeling our grades might be different, Brendan, but I went first last week, so you can go first this week. What grade are you giving this episode? I mean, this is a mess. I, I, I The season should have ended <laughs> last week. They, I, this None of this had to do with uh, the arc of the season, and it's it just like they threw it all together so they could just set stuff up for next season. Um I don't. I don't like to do that. They, like we said before, they they had seven different endings that they threw into this one episode. <laughs> it was just too much. It was ungapashka, as they say. <laughs> and they do say that. Yeah, and there's episodes when I when I'm watching, and there's scenes that are supposed to be like like mic drop scenes, and I'm out there laughing at them. It's not a good sign. <laughs> this is Thanksgiving uh, all over again. Yeah, it, it really is that similar vibes to Thanksgiving season one. Um, this is this is. I mean, but entertaining, so I won't give it something in the D range. I'll give it a C minus. Wow. Okay, so you are giving it a C minus. I will go next, I guess. Um, last week we agreed a perfect Gossip Girl episode. And this week I think we can all agree it was not perfect, but it was still a quintessential Gossip Girl episode in that so many bizarre things were happening. And even though 
uh, last week was, you know, technically a, a definitely better episode. I might have even enjoyed watching this one more. Like, just the fa- just the sheer fact they were able to fit so much into one episode was impressive at the very least. Uh, it's jam-packed with non-stop action from beginning to end. Uh, it's really a roller coaster ride. Uh, first half is filled with so many laughs, and then the second half uh, is filled with so much depression. And uh, th- it also... We have the Mount Rushmore of iconic recurring characters in this one, in Cyrus, Eric, Dorota, and Georgina. Uh, yes, the Georgina stuff is completely unnecessary and makes absolutely no sense with everything else going on. And in any other show, I'd be like, okay, this this is too much at this point. But for Gossip Girl, yeah, sure. Let's throw Georgina in there. Who cares? Uh, and also, plenty of cliffhangers, as, as you might have been alluding to, maybe too many. Uh, but somehow Georgina revealing she's pregnant with Dan's kid was not even the biggest cliffhanger of the episode. Uh, we finally got our gunshot victim that Brendan has been patiently waiting for. So for me, I'm giving it another A. So it's Thanksgiving all over again where I love the sheer ridiculousness of this episode. It's the other kind of episode that I love where it's all over the place, but I don't care because I'm loving watching it. And uh, I think that's just that's that's where we disagree, Brendan. So uh, Liguria, I guess you can uh, sort of break the tie here. Is it close? Are you grading it closer to my grade of an A or closer to Brendan's grade of a C minus? Uh, there's not much closer to it. I'm grading it exactly your grade, uh, Matthew. Wow. Let's go. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, push us over the time limit, so I'll say pretty much exactly what uh, you just said is, is how I feel. It's it's chaos. It's all over the place. But I like an episode like that, um, especially as someone who's just kind of like not watching the full season three uh, to prepare for this conversation here. I'm just kind of jumping right into the end couple of episodes and then to this one, which I I thought was the strongest of it, of it all because they're just is so much happening um every character is involved every character is making insane decisions and there's emotion and there's craziness and all you know everything combined um a plus could have been in contention if they had played uh some kind of what you say over some Mm. of those intense scenes for me to make it like that oh wow that's awesome um but in the meantime i still really enjoyed the watch so yeah i'm going uh, a as well well, I'm glad you agree with me. We can shame Brendan for bringing <laughs> yeah. this episode down when we go over it in the season recap next week. Um, so let's get into our MVPs. And listen, I've given Blair three MVPs in a row, and I'd love to give her her fourth MVP in a row to end the season, but she has a tough episode for a while. She she doesn't, I mean, I mean, maybe she does come out as a winner. She, gets a, she seems to have a nice summer coming up with Serena, but uh, she definitely does lose a lot in this episode, and I still can't believe she never called or texted Chuck, so I can't reward her for that. And so, as we were saying, no one really has a perfect episode because of all the chaos going on. That is, except Eric, who mostly always oh, has a perfect yeah. episode, and he is there for Jenny, even though he's mad at her, and it's so clear how much he loves her and cares for her as a sister and a best friend, and he gets Dan to help her without breaking Jenny's trust and telling him what happened, and... You know, he he's the only one uh, begging Jenny to stay for the good of the show. And I love Eric, and he is going to be my final MVP of Season 3. Brendan, who is your final MVP of Season 3? I I don't want to go different just because, just to do it. So, Eric Eric was also my MVP. He's he's the only wow. the only good character in this episode, really, besides Dorota, who can't help herself because he's having a ba- she's having a baby. So, like, what else? She, she's not a big enough part. She can't help herself for being She can't help herself, especially after being whacked. Uh, Eric is just he's always been like the moral guiding light of the show and even when he's mad at Jenny he can't help himself but just be a good brother and best friend he's uh, he's the best alright Ligori who's your MVP 
Well, I haven't given this character three MVPs in a row, so I do feel good about giving one to Blair, and I All hope right. that you know scratches the itch for you of Blair yes. getting one here in this episode. Um, yeah, no, I, she was the uh, character that I was most consistently enjoying uh, all the way through, whether it was laughing, whether it was like you know like uh, proud of her for uh, getting that double smackdown that you know she she took the opportunity, she knew what she wanted, and she executed. Um, she you know. Uh, gives it to Chuck at the end when uh, you know she's going to say this day never happened after you know realizing what just happened to her. Um, overall, just it was it was good for me. Uh, it, w- it was a good Blair episode for me. She gets it. All right, and with that, Blair has gotten at least one MVP in five consecutive episodes. So I think uh, we may finally have someone taking down Jenny as as the uh, oh, yeah. as the leader in the clubhouse for MVPs this season. More to come when we recap season three. Um, LVP. Wait. Oh, why did I go first with MVP last time? You were going first this time, Brendan. All right, Brendan, oh, okay. you go first. You, we'll switch it back again. You go first. Who's your LVP? Okay, I, mean, I think this will be. You know what? You could a... you could edit that. You could switch the order in editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My no editing. editing. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, uh, who's your LVP? Editing machine is broken, just like uh, Connie Bang Bangs. <laughs> I I gotta give it to Chuck. I mean, I, this might this might be a popular opinion this episode. I don't know, but. I've been seething at him ever since the hotel swap, and I still haven't really forgiven mm. him for this, and Blair, for some reason, has. I, I said it a few times during the episode. I'm not going to totally reiterate, reiterate myself, but he he shouldn't have anything to stand on in this moment, and he just does the worst thing possible to uh, this this poor girl who is just, you know, she's she's too young. She's dealing with her own shit. He... It's, I, don't, I don't have to go into why Chuck's bad, honestly, this episode. He, he's he's, 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 he's uh, at an all-time low, besides the... Early early series, so right, yeah. Um, I I've got to give it to Chuck as well. In a, in a historically bad final third of season three, it feels only right to end the season this way. Uh, he couldn't even wait, you know, a half hour after he thought Blair didn't love him to have sex with the first person he saw, and and the person he knew would piss Blair off the most as well. Right. And uh, then he was planning on never telling her about it and wanted to propose to her like nothing happened. And uh, he gets punched in the face and he gets shot. And he do- does the episode, lose so. because he might die. <laughs> Yeah, tough look for a guy. <laughs> yeah, tough look for a guy, Chuck, and uh, for Chuck boys nationwide, worldwide, even Chuck Chuck boys are are, are crying in the streets yeah. as he gets another LVP. Uh, Ligori, are you also gonna pile on, or do you have someone else in mind? Nah, clean sweep, pile on. Um, yeah. I've given Chuck an MVP before when I uh, have, you know, enjoyed him, uh, and that has happened on an episode I've been lucky enough to recap. So um, this was not his best look by a mile, and uh, yeah, you gotta go for the clean sweep of uh, shaming Chuck here. So yeah. yes, jumping on that train. I don't think he can get yeah, much right. lower after the hotel swap. Here we well, are. Well, here we are. Brandon, insert uh, sad trombone sound here because oh, uh, I have that. Chuck just got whatever. Ah, I did it again. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Those are two you... very different trombones. <laughs> <laughs> How do you always make that mistake? Anyway. You would think uh, it would be a gag for... <laughs> a bit of mine, but it's really not. <laughs> that does it for the segments, of course, except for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And you know what? Perhaps in an episode that we want to keep under the threshold, it's good that we're not doing a lengthy scene. We are just doing a brief scene from the beginning where Lily, Rufus, and Eric are talking about Jenny's absence from their penthouse. And uh, what should we do? Uh, Brendan, do you want to be your girl, Lily? Oh, yeah. And then... uh, Ligori, do you want to be Rufus or do you want to be Eric, who only has the one line at the end? 
Um, I think I'm going to take Eric because uh, he is brave and gay, and that's how I'm feeling today. <laughs> feeling very brave and gay. And it shows on the podcast. I think that's oh, what, yes. that will be the main takeaway from the episode, probably. I appreciate um, that. Uh, Brendan, Mostly brave. You're, you're Lily. You can you can start when whenever you're ready. Rufus, teenage girls are a nightmare. Well, you think otherwise because you love Vanessa, obviously. But <laughs> as soon as they realize you love them, no matter what you do, you lose all your power. You just have to wait until they finish college. Or in the case of Serena, rebel and not go. Or not get a job. She likes to do that, too. <laughs> just talk to her. Is she in her room? No. I sent her to the loft to stay with Dan so I, I could consider the best course of action. Well, grinding her again probably won't work. Well, short of sending her away, I don't know anything else that will. Well, I think that'll be a mistake. And I would hate to separate her and Eric. They need each other. Don't worry about me. After what I witnessed yesterday, you can do whatever you want with Jenny. That bitch is crazy. Whoa, wow. I, I thought you liked Jenny. I thought you guys were a brother and sister. Come on, what? Oh, wait, wow. that line wasn't there. Hmm, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow, another incredible performance. One of the Everyone bravest and gayest it. performances we've ever had. One, <laughs> critics have critics are saying one of the bravest and gayest performances of all time. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> the reviews are already coming in. Yeah, we get live reviews. <laughs> yeah. We get live reviews from the chat, actually, and that's what everyone's saying. Um, Love it. So... That's it, except for, of course, some plugs. But before we get to those, Ligori, first person, first member of the Four Timers Club, thank wow. you for gracing us thank with you, your sir. presence. Not one, but two, but three. Nope, not three, but four times. Now, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Um, I'd like to plug my fifth episode, which we will discuss uh, in contract negotiations after uh, I get off of this call. <laughs> with you, uh, we'll work on uh, on on the next one. Um, plugs, um, just challenge podcasting. If there are fans of the MTV, sometimes CBS, sometimes Paramount Plus, sometimes international uh, versions of the challenge, um, I podcast about that show over on the Diamond Colin podcast with Brian Scally. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm here uh, once every is it once like twice a year um i don't know what the yeah something exact, like that something like that yeah um sometimes probably three times a year i don't, I don't yeah. know what the uh timing was as far as you know the lovato lads goes but um you know talking about uh <laughs> lonely boys there's a lot matt <laughs> there or both of you there's a lot of people out there that are lonely boys hosts uh according to that ai uh, <laughs> yeah, I, true. I keep seeing it i commented the other day i was like thank you to this whatever this ai is for continuing to plug my podcast yeah every it, time someone does it they're a, they're a host we, of so we, i didn't get that podcast. in my ai but i'm gonna <laughs> claim it as, uh, as well yeah i mean whoever I, wants to take over my job that's fine as long Give us more buzz. <laughs> I saw both Kirsten and Amon are both part of uh, the Lonely Boys family now. Yeah, love to see it. Yeah, so welcome aboard, Kirsten and Amon, <laughs> as uh, as honorary uh, Lonely Boys co-hosts. Your your paychecks are in the mail. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Brendan, what are you plugging? I thought you'd never ask. We have a humongous tournament going on on the Hoppy Boys podcast feed. Matt Gagan uh, came over Whoa. last night to talk Whoa. about the non-alcoholic bracket of Malt Whoa. Madness. We had a, a lot of fun talking about drinks such as Capri Sun Pacific Cooler, Baja Blast, Polar Seltzer, all all those. Uh, and a Coke product to be named later. To be named later, much later. In You're going to want to see what we did with that, uh, with that, <laughs> with that <laughs> with drink that choice. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see uh, what we mean. But it, it's, it's always a crazy month. It's a lot of fun, so... Please, as always, go check out Malt Madness. Uh, I guess you're, you're number three now. Enjoy that, and uh, you can enjoy us over at patreon.com slash thehoppyboyspod to listen to Sandy Boys 
we will soon have our first guest on that show. So look out for yes. that. We're getting towards the uh, the middle of the season of the OC for the, for the first one. Otherwise, we have just been on the Buffy Boyfriends. Oh, and you that, stole that, my plug. Oh, you can you mm. plug it too, but it, it was a lot no, of fun no, talking to them. Um, I don't remember what, what episode it was, so that's, that's why I wanted to defer season to Season two, that. episode five, Reptile were they, Boy. Were they brave and gay? Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think I was um, <laughs> a little more brave than Gagan, though. Well, okay, and I was a little more gay than Brendan. Yeah, which we're the perfect duo. each other out. That's why we're the perfect duo. <laughs> yeah, but we talked about the uh, the reptile boy. We did, we did indeed. It was, a, lot of it was fun. a wacky episode. Um, is that that all you got, Brendan? Yes. All right, so I will also say to listen to our episode of Buffy Boyfriends and subscribe to that podcast. Uh, I'll keep this brief so we can keep this under the Ligori threshold. I, I, I have a feeling he has one foot out the door already. So, um, Of course, everyone watch the Save by the Bell reboot. That goes twice for you, Brendan. Uh, watch Australian Survivor. It's a great season. One, one, of, the, one of the best Survivor seasons I, I've, I've seen in recent history. Uh, watch you season four if you want some more Penn Badgley action. And then, of course, follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. Follow Brendan on Twitter at RuppyPuppy. Follow his other podcast, uh, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. Uh, Matt, did you plug your Twitter? I probably did not. Uh, at Matt Ligori, it's easy to find. At Matt Ligori, easy to find. And then after you follow all of us, you can come back next week where we will not be reviewing an episode. We will be doing the... I forgot what order we're going in, but it will be a, <laughs> our first off-season podcast, so come back yeah. and see what it ends up being. Uh, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely, Lonely Boys. boys. End of season three! Woo! Woo!